Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the hundred and I don't know. This could be the ninth or tenth. I guess which one? Which one come out first? You... Well, it kind of depends. Could, should I put this out like right after this? We finish, and then I put Today the Bad Monday. Batch out on tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Today's Monday, right? Yeah, we normally post. We normally post on Monday. Yeah, usually post on Monday. So this will be. <laughs> The 109th episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. There you go. Uh, Tis I, Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? How you doing? How you doing? Living life. Oh, I'm glad to be back on the flagship show. Oh, yeah. The flagship show. Me and you here. Sounds where it started. Oh, yeah. It's It's where it all started. All started in the basement. (laughs) You know, it was around the fourth episode of this podcast that we did our first ever episode breakdown. And it was on Rick and Morty's M. Night Shemalians. Yes. Quite the mind fuck. Quite the mind fuck. And you know what? We're going to pick up. We're going to pick up the trend today. We're going to talk about the season five premiere, which came out last night. It'll be quite the joy. Uh, then we got some music discussion later in the show. If you want to stick around for that, we'd hope you do. So, uh, but in the meantime, what have you been up to? Hey, you know, just, uh, just working, you know, just trying to try, you know, make a little bread. Make, make a living. Make a living. Yeah. Make a living. You know, working work. nine to five. There you go. Except I hardly ever work nine to five. <laughs> I never work nine to five. <laughs> I can never, imagine sir. that. Like, Eleven to six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten to one. <laughs> That's how long I work today. <laughs> Um, I work. Yeah, Sundays I work eleven to four. That's the shit. That is that is after after an shit. eleven to six after eleven to six thirty like every, yeah. every day of the week basically, uh-huh. and then eleven to four on that last day, and then I get two days off, and oh, it's just gosh. like it's so sweet. It's yeah. Just, when I was working shifts, I just for some reason always always had the closing shift. It was terrible. So I <sighs> I come in at like four or five and leave at like nine or ten, and I will just be like. Why do I have to do all this extra work at closing? Like, why couldn't I just get the 11 to 4, walk out this bitch as soon as the clock hits? Bro, bro, (laughs) I'd be leaving during dinner rush. I'd be like, yo, I need to get out of here. Yep. And they're like, fuck, fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just like, I I used to envy those people. Yeah, I I did too. I used to work nights. I got a, but we did, we did ask off last Wednesday. Oh, for yeah. uh, for Melissa Villasenor's California Girl Tour. Is that what the name of that tour yeah. was? Yes. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, she's from California. She's from she California. is a comedian. She stars on Saturday Night Live, and she's uh, she's done a lot of work. She was in Ralph Breaks the Internet, Toy Story 4, uh, Adventure Time, a whole, lot, whole bunch of shit. But we went and saw her do stand-up. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, she was, uh, her and all the all of the openers were fantastic. Yeah, you know, had a nice little double date. Yeah. It's cute as hell. Yeah, Shout did. out to you, your girlfriend for driving. Shout oh, out to Claire. Yeah. She did, yes, yes. Shout out to Claire. She does, does, we appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I discovered the white Russian here. We did, yeah. Boy, oh, boy, do I like that drink. <laughs> it was good. Did You I, You made your own, didn't you? How, I, how did I, that turn I, out? The next, oh, excellent. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Every bit is good. Damn, okay. I was like, fuck yeah. Some some point I'll make you one. Okay. All right, Not okay. now. Fair, fair. We are on the podcast. That'd we be are. a little only only Friday, only Thursday nights for me. <laughs> on the, <laughs> only on Thursday the podcast. Nights. <laughs> okay, is that reserved? <laughs> yeah, during the uh, during the Loki podcasts, I like to <laughs> I like to have a little bit more fun. Yeah, yeah, Get right. Be like, fuck it, man. I don't know what's happening. That podcast nobody knows very quickly. Nobody knows what's happening <laughs> yeah, in that those... show, so it's just 
fuck it. Really? Man. Is that is that kind of the consensus right now? Like, what the fuck is? We going all on? have we all have our theories, but none of them are right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> none of them are right. Well, they might be. You know, we've gotten a couple things right. Uh-huh. You know, but anything we like actually like discuss and build upon, we're like, oh fuck yeah, and it's yeah. like nah. Yeah, but. We did see Melissa Villasenor. Yes, we did. She was kick-ass. She was super funny. She complimented my hair, which I loved. Yeah. I was like, I'm never getting a haircut. Yeah, we were like right next, like next to, like our table was hitting the stage. It like was, it was, yeah. I'm glad insane. we sprung for the, uh, we sprung for the reserved table. Yeah. Honestly, it was pretty it kick-ass. It wasn't, wasn't too like expensive. No, like, 40, bu- 40 bucks a piece. Show? Like that's not bad at yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw a person who's on SNL. Yeah. That's no, that, that's, yeah. that's nothing to scoff at. Well, that's, not. that's dope as fuck. Yeah, no, it is. And like, it was it was just a it was a good vibe, very adult experience. It was. We were by far the youngest people in that crowd. Oh yeah. No, I felt I felt kinda outclassed by everyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was wearing sweat shorts and like a jean shirt and like people <laughs> there were like people dressed up there. Yeah. I was like, yo, we're at a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Might cut this whole part. I might cut this whole part out of the episode <laughs> out of respect for the Kansas City Comedy Club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Patreon no, honestly, exclusive. I kind of want them to hit us up now. Maybe it'll get get us some publicity. <laughs> yo, cease and desist. Okay. <laughs> like, yo, fuck you. We say what the fuck we want. <laughs> we will not be censored. <laughs> and that's the Penny Bloom way. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Penny Bloom way. But she did have a pretty kick-ass opener, too, in yeah. Arena Com. Mm-hmm. She was funny as hell. And uh, it, it seemed to me... I don't know that she was playing to us quite a bit. Yeah, she did turn our way quite a bit. Like more, like most of her show was spent looking at us. I know, which and she was like the only one that did that. Like uh, Melissa didn't really look at us. Too she looked much. at us as soon as she came on the stage, and she never looked at us the rest of the night. Yeah, right. Which makes sense though. Cause oh like, yeah, we were basically behind her. You can you can like I don't know like if I was up there, even just being like so close to those lights, like. It, the lights, I don't know if they were actually hot or if I was just nervous or whatever, but as soon as they and turned drinking. those on, I was also drinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just started sweating. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I did too. It was hot as fuck. It was that. hot. Like, I was like, this is like fun and all, but like, why do I feel so antsy? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking around like I might have a panic attack here, but yeah. thankfully she was there to make us laugh, which mm-hmm. helped a lot. Rena Com joked a lot about weed. And I feel like she kind of looked at us and was like, they know. They know. (laughs) (laughs) They'll get it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, both just extraordinarily funny people. And even our MC, she was hilarious, too. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was. I think um, her set was probably the most forgettable. Like, not to be mean, but... It, I mean, she was the MC. Yeah, Yeah, she wasn't supposed supposed to have a whole set. Her set was probably the shortest. Yeah. Far and away. Surprisingly, she said it was the only like bill she had been on where it was all female. I was performers. like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Like, there's, like, we. I wonder how many all female lineups you know the comedy the Kansas City Comedy Club has had. Yeah, right. Probably not many. I guess. Like, yeah, I guess not. But I don't know. I did. I did like her commentary on the fact that like. She doesn't like when people are like, "You're pretty funny for a female comedian." <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you were. You, and she said uh, something about like you were fun. Like, and she's like, "What?" No, that's you, one syllable yeah, off. You <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that fucking mean? And then I, I, she did the the MC did have the best, um, probably my favorite joke of the whole night. No shit. Which was um, 
uh, her impression because you know Melissa Villas and yours known for her impressions, and yeah. so she gave a couple impressions of her own, and uh, she says <laughs> this is her impression of <laughs> Matthew McConaughey at an alt right rally. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know why. And she just walks off on that one. And I was like, that was fucking epic. That like, was that outstanding. Was so That's how you ended the set. I know. Like, you can't get that one wrong. <laughs> and I loved when Rena was like, just know I've been arrested once. It was either for weed or for a crime. <laughs> <laughs> it was for weed. <laughs> yeah, she was funny as hell. Melissa Villasenor, she's, she just got the impressions down down like, dolly parton ariana grande billy eilish uh the billy eilish one was insane dude. she sung like it wasn't like a billy eilish talking impression. it was no. a singing impression she of was her. doing the breathy whisper thing she hit those notes i feel like dude maybe she's she a great singer maybe like maybe she didn't because i feel like if she was hitting billy eilish's notes then she would be a singer but also like well there are a lot of really good singers near. who just don't don't that's make true. it for singing you know that's true that's true she should sing. She should sing. She should release she, a comedy. Well, that's album. that's what she gets the most pub for on SNL is whenever she impersonates an artist and sings okay. for them. So like Lady Gaga, she did that on like a weekend update, mm-hmm. and she sang at uh, uh, the shallow, and she did the whole. Oh, oh. <laughs> she actually did that at our show. Oh too. yeah, yeah, she did it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then she also did the Dolly Parton, which got her. Just tons of pub because Dolly Parton like tweeted at her and was like, "Hell yeah, that was awesome." Yeah, but she opened the show with the Dolly Parton stuff, which she was did. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. She also had a killer Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, the Owen Wilson was funny. I'm at your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking funny. I wonder if that's true. If that it sounded very true. Like it was. Oh, very, it sounded very it very, very, and I believe like, it. Yeah, it had a lot Owen of details. Wilson. I was like, that sounds like honestly kind of true. <laughs> like. And it's funny because I listened to her podcast uh, called Laughing With Myself. Yeah. And I'd heard oh, like... I couldn't find it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I, I'd i heard like 40% of the jokes. Oh, she okay. like workshops them on her podcast. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. I, uh-huh. She was like, so I'm writing something. Like it's basically just like a, a journal for her thoughts. Uh-huh. She's like, so I'm writing something. I'm trying to figure out the punchline. And then like the day after our show... She presented a joke she told us and said she hadn't yet figured it out, which I thought was interesting. Oh, okay. It was the coffee shop one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she said that was also a bit that she's had for like 10 years. She just she still hasn't Holy figured shit. out exactly yeah, how to that end. That was it. the crazy thing that impressed me about like these jokes because you can tell kind of where the writing begins and ends on them, like sort of how they envisioned it going. Because obviously everything they do up there is rehearsed; it's a performance. But you have to gauge what you're doing based off the audience too right. a little bit. And so it was really cool how they would transition between jokes after like like they would just kind of make these decisions on the fly, like all right, let's move on, or all right, let's just kind of keep going with this one. Mm-hmm. And like you can kind of like the, the transition positions it's not that they were seamless necessarily because in a lot of instances like Uh oh dog dog growl at person walk by uh they uh uh it it just made me lose my train of thought transitions yeah transitions (laughs) um yeah no but like it it wasn't as if they were seamless because like no one expects it to be seamless it's a comedy show like you just kind of say jokes and people will be happy i loved when she like she would like take like a big pause she turned around she took a drink of her water and then she looked at the sign behind her and she was like 
that's real simple. <laughs> it was like the comedy club. <laughs> yeah. Man, couldn't come up with anything. And she talked about that on her podcast the next day, too. She oh, was like, shit. she was like, I'm sorry to Kansas City. Your comedy club is really like the comedy club. That's really serious. <laughs> I know. And what's funny is like before the show, they were showing the slideshow where they're like the comedy club name has a, a historical roots or some shit. It was talking about the importance of why it's called the comedy club. And it was a really basic explanation. It was like in order for them to be able to serve alcohol, they had to be a club. Which is why it's called the comedy club. So I'm like, would it have been called the comedy if not? The comedy. <laughs> if that wasn't a law or whatever. Like, I don't know, but like, <laughs> they're just. And she was right. Like, there. I, I liked it when I was coming. I was like, ooh, Kansas City Comedy Club. That sounds yeah. like it's like you know, Official. it's a fucking comedy club. Yeah, right. But she got on her podcast and was like, I don't know. I've performed at places called like Giggle Hut and <laughs> Chuckle Town. Like it's. <laughs> Wait, I didn't, I didn't, what did, did she say, like, anything about the show, I guess? Well, she, uh, she did mention the lawnmower thing, that oh. she came out on oh, stage well, and asked yeah. about the riding lawnmowers, yeah. how she didn't even know what they were called okay. beforehand, which I thought, which I thought was funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, she didn't really say anything specific about the show. She, she shouted out the comedy club and gave them thanks and stuff. So I'm always were, interested in, like, what there. performers really think about the venues that they play, that they, like... There's got to be somewhere they're like, God, that kind of fucking sucks. Right. Like every every show is not going to go off as you want, but it's going to seem as if, as if it does because you know you're an you're act. Performing. And that's what you yeah. get paid to do is to do the same thing essentially at like fifty different places. Man, is she still on tour? She's got a few shows left. She's she she performed in Colorado either tonight or tomorrow. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, and then she, I think from there she just goes straight to Los Angeles. But yeah, the you know the premise was she was driving from New York at the end of SNL season, which is cool. Right. She scheduled all this based off the last episode of SNL and was like, "All right, I get to go home now." Yeah. It was like, and I'll do a bunch of I'll do a whole tour on my way home. Oh shit! Yeah, it makes sense because SNL probably films in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Live from New York. Yeah. It's Saturday night. Yeah. Damn. And she really had a like a I don't know what to call it. The van. A multicolored van. It looked like a thermal site. It did look like a thermal site. It was. Really- it, it was cool though to just like walk outside and be like, "Oh, that's the ride of the act we were just watching." Yeah, like, right. That's just that person's car, which wasn't there when we got there, which is also kind of funny to me because it's like they get there probably they're sitting down for twenty thirty minutes and they're performing and then they're out. Like I don't think she had any like. Yeah, she she, she de- we showed up before she did. Yeah, like. And I don't think she does any post-performance sort of stuff. Well, she usually does. She actually okay. explained that, too. She was like, I'm sorry to Kansas City, too. I was so fucking tired. Really? <laughs> I was like, I'm a go. I gotta, okay. I gotta go lay down. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like her first night off in like four. Oh, shit. And she'd been, she'd been doing double shows all the way up to it. So it was Damn. like, yeah, it was a lot. Shall we dive into this episode? We shall. To the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. So last night, 
we had the season five premiere of Rick and Morty. Oh boy, was I ready. I was hype. I got Emily caught up. We finished season four, her first watch Saturday night. Yeah. I was ready. You can do it really. Did you do it all in one sitting? Yeah. One, yeah. One, we did a whole, whole rewatch over the last couple of weeks. One, two, three, four. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm ready. Nine fifteen. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, forty five minutes away. Let's fucking do. Power goes out. Oh, so, I didn't catch it for the first time until we just sat down a little bit ago and watched it together. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a, a similar but different problem. It was uh, figuring out because neither of our families have cable, and we sure shit weren't about to drop seventy bucks real quick to get watch like one episode of Rick yeah, and to Morty watch that one you episode. will see for free tomorrow. Right, and like it was just like. We were we were trying to do this thing with Sling TV because see normally they're only they're like thirty five and on the cheaper end, but they were doing this promotion right now for ten bucks. I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll drop ten bucks on Rick and Morty, um, and you get a whole month free. So I was like, we get a whole month of episodes for free. Um, and, you know, that's nice for ten bucks. And um, yeah, Claire, Claire, Claire said it started at eleven. It really started at ten for us, eleven p.m. Eastern. Oldest trick in the book. Oldest trick in the book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we didn't start fiddling around with it until ten thirty when we realized we, we didn't have access to Sling TV on any device. We tried the smart TV, my PlayStation. Is 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 rough. Damn. But we got we to did, watch it. We did get to watch it. We got to watch it today on the Adult Swim app. Uh, it was a good premiere, honestly. And we got it's titled Mort Dinner Rick Andre. I, I I thought there would be more um uh like I don't know I I thought the Andre for some reason was a reference to um uh Eric Andre Eric Andre yeah I kept I mean, Rick Andre Eric. Eric Andre yeah, yeah like I don't know why I wanted I don't I don't get it though I I, I, I can I always usually put together what their title is supposed to be yeah I can't get this one Mort Dinner Rick Andre the, the 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 looking at the titles for the episodes this whole season I was kind of thrown off like in general I was like it seems like they like they're they're a little out there, you know. Like so, you got fucking mortiplicity. That's that's mortiplicity, yeah. Um, a Rick convenient mort, and I was like, what does that mean? Um, let's see, what else is there? Oh, this one's funny. Rick and Morty's Thanksploitation spectacular. Thanksploitation. So that's probably Thanksgiving time. Yeah, no, and that's that's a to be to be announced um uh, release date. But yeah, there were um. I do like the last episode the most, Rick Murray Jack. That that's got that's got to be that's got to be kind of dope. They did least. throw the Samurai Jack teaser in the uh, not the teaser, but the Samurai Jack uh, reference in both Justin Roiland's and Dan, Dan Harmon's. Uh, oh, they did didn't collection they? Yeah. for like what inspired Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's they, they're really. I think they're they're just really in tune with the culture. I like Justin Roiland. And, um, oh yeah, they're they're funny Dan as hell. Uh, but uh. This this episode was written by Jeff Loveness, who is also going to be the writer of Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. Really? Yes. Interesting. Fascinatingly enough. And this gave us a real interesting frame of reference of what we could potentially be working what we with could, here. It, it, pretty much anything. Pretty much everything, pretty was, much everything was game in that episode. A little like, bit of everything all of the time. A little bit of everything. They're messing with yeah. time? I mean, that's certainly what they'll be doing in Quantumania. Oh yeah, no, but definitely. I love I loved this premise. Uh-huh. That, you know, you open this portal to a dimension which time passes quicker through, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that every time they come back for the wine, 
It's it's like a whole decade later. It's, a, it's like you are affecting generations. <laughs> generations. They went through like three generations in like three minutes. I was like, okay. Like at first it happened and I was like, oh, how's this going to happen? You know, like one level of, uh, uh, what, what was the, what do, what do they call it in that season four episode? Um, contrivance. Like one level um, of contrivance and then there's like a second level of contrivance. And I was like, what is like happening here? And then I realized. I'm watching Rick and Morty. Yeah. I know what's happening here. They are fucking up somebody's entire world, lifestyle, worldview. For the just, smallest thing. For the smallest thing. For the f- smallest, most selfish thing. <laughs> like, And I love the way we opened this episode with, you know, Morty helping Rick out. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they're going to die without Morty saving the day here is what it yeah. seems like. Rick had withdrawn himself. Right. Death. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Oh man, were we blades in that one? That's fucking cool. That's fucking, <laughs> that's fucking tight. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> you know, we all know what kind of guy Rick is. Rick's a fucking G. He's a G. But, <laughs> you know, they make it out and they get fucking clipped on their way out of this fucking portal and they start crashing down to earth. Morty, who does he call? He's calling Jessica. Of course. Yeah. Hey, sorry it never worked out between us. I'm about to die. He doesn't say he doesn't so much. Say that, yeah. He doesn't say that, but it's like that's why he's calling her. And of course, this is an extremely random call yeah. for Jessica. She's like, "Oh, okay. Wish she'd said something sooner. That's cool. We can do that. You want to hang out tonight?" And Morty's like, "Fuck. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm down." And he puts the puts the steering wheel right back on there, and he saved. He, he saved, saved, them. saved them somehow. It's ran interesting. Into a palm tree ended up in the ocean. Mad, mad, interesting that like that was an option the whole time. Him to save, and it took Jessica being like, "Yeah, we can go on a date." <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of a little a funny thing. The writing kept felt very rapid. Like it was, it was kind, of, and that's kind of what I looked to Rick and Morty for, mm. especially on the first watch where you're it, like, and it doesn't. I feel like it's something special about that first watch of Rick and Morty when you're like realizing the like how deeply layered the the jokes are within what is happening in the show. Like yeah. it's, they're never explicit about that. Well, they're, not, they're almost never explicit about it when they are. It's like so explicit. It's not even meant to really be funny, which makes it funny. Exactly. <laughs> I, me and Emily were talking about it because she, she, the reason she never watched it is because the fan base is kind of shitty. Exactly. And that, I think that's and the root of why it, it really is. And she was like, the fan base is kind of shitty and they kind of say you have to be smart to watch it. And then we got to like, halfway through season four and she was like okay i really i really do have to watch like you have to watch it or else you won't understand what's happening two minutes later right like it's just right. it's so rapid that yeah. it's like they they make a joke that is important information to understand mm-hmm. the rest of the episode like at the beginning of this one when he opens the portal he's like let's just throw this wine in here and age it a couple decades like <laughs> that's what indicates what the whole story is like for that yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. And it's just one line they're like now you have to try and understand it based off that okay <laughs> yeah no that's crazy i actually missed that line that's because i wasn't entirely sure how the wine ended up but i must have looked at my phone or something yeah. <laughs> like but that was that's a isn't that so typical of like what their story is it's it's rick or morty or summer or beth or jerry doing something that is super just like exploitative in a way oh yeah they they seek to get what they want done by any means exactly and rick gives them the power to do that yeah and that's the thing is like what do you do with the power of gods (laughs) that's kind of one of the basic premises of the show i feel like well, we were actually, we, we rewatched the end of season four just the other night and we mm-hmm. saw Pro Mortius, which is the right. one where they get their faces, uh, covered by mm-hmm. some sort of parasitic, uh, 
being. Yeah. And they they live out lives and it gets taken off their face and they're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, and, but when that when that happens, they destroy the whole civilization. Yeah, <laughs> they're, exactly. they're like they're like, oh. It's fucking fun when there's no consequences. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. Yeah, like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you can just kill anybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's true. I always thought that was kind of like one yeah, of the cooler. I mean, Luke Skywalker killed like a million people on the Death Star. But they were supporting the fucking they were, government. They were, they were supporting the Empire. <laughs> That's the like, thing. They're supporting the Empire. Therefore, you should. It, the, the revolutionary stasis of fucking Star Wars is very underexplored. Like, no, and that's like something George Lucas explores a lot. He, and like his inspiration for it largely came from Vietnam, the Vietnam War. Really? Because it came out in 77. You know? Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's, and he was, he like does interviews in which he talks about the American Empire <laughs> and stuff like that. Like he is not. Yeah. Not pro America by yeah. any means, okay. no, which love, is cool. You, you and you get those, you get those overtones in Star yeah. Wars. You love, but, uh, you love to see that. In an you get that even more in Rick and Morty. I'd right. say. Uh, however, I love that you know Morty hits the tree. They go into the ocean, and Rick's like, "Oh fuck, are we in the ocean? <laughs> fuck, we gotta go, go, get out of the ocean." And then we meet Mister Nimbus. Mister Nimbus. This this guy felt like the he felt like the A plot like the or the, or the like but he also was the B plot. It's it's so fascinating because <laughs> you're so disinterested and so bored with this I guy. Know. Well, it's not bored because he's so fucking it's, funny he and is weird. Funny. Yeah, it's just kind of like you you were also wanting to. I don't know. I, I don't know which one was the A or the B like storyline because like they both. I felt like they were handled like. Very well. Yeah, exactly. They, they, like they, they bounce back and forth really, yeah. really, really easily. And, and uh, you know, that's a really good point that I wasn't thinking about during the episode. It, there wasn't an or, an A or B. It was yeah. kind of like they were both just happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but was what was funny is the way they displayed the passage of time. Mm-hmm. This the scene at the end when Nimbus and Rick are arguing, mm-hmm. and it cuts away while like in the middle of a word, and it shows Morty do a whole thing over in the other over in the other reality and it cuts back to him finishing that word oh, and then shit. keep talking. I, catch that. I caught Damn. it on the, I caught it on that watch too. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, no. <laughs> and that's the, just what the show does to you. The weird thing is, I think like the, like that subtle importance on time that, that that's kind of under like that entire episode, because like, think about Jessica's storyline too, which was Dude. funny, but like ends very interesting. Fuck you. I'm like, a time God. <laughs> is Jessica going to start like being like sci-fi now? Like, I, I was wondering, I was like, I hope, I hope they like continue this, but like part of their thing is always to restore things back to normal. Yeah. So and, she'll like, just go back to so school she might and just be go normal. Back to school and be normal. But or maybe she'll go back to school and be emo as hell and it changes her entire character. That'll be funny, yeah. But it's weird how they, like, they use this experience of being in the other universe where time is sped up, where she was in there for a couple minutes maybe, which was decades, Decades obviously, in their time. And she's just, like, talking all insightfully about fucking time. I've glimpsed into the eyes. (laughs) I've glimpsed into the eyes of eternity, maybe the eyes of God, and I heard nothing but silence. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so weird. It shows everything that she went through, and like she comes back a changed person. And it's like you were gone so, for two minutes. It's so weird because it's like that's all that it's kind of like. It was like trivializing the experience of this universe because it, I don't know, wasn't as slow as 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 Rick and Morty's universe. Well, it's. It, I think the idea is that like because time moves so fast there. 
the amount of time it would take to rebuild is so much less. Yeah. You know, or not yeah. so much less, but like it's going to happen because time moves so much quicker. Yeah, right. I, I and like but if you're there, time doesn't move much quicker. It's just time. Like it's, it's just, just passing. It's just so time. it's it's really confusing. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if Rick's manipulating this portal technology or if that's truly the well, function the of thing this. Is, the thing is, I wouldn't you see this plot instead of it happening to Mori three, four seasons ago, it happening to Rick. Like that is something that Rick would get himself into. Yeah, and it was weird because it's it, it's it's. It just kind of shows the progression of the character so far in the show that Morty is like, he's the motherfucker coming back out like, no, fuck that shit. I'm I'm strapping (laughs) up. I'm going back. Fuck you, Narnia. I'm coming back. (laughs) Bro. And like, he's really learning from Rick. Yeah, he is. You know, he he devastates the civilization and they rebuild bigger and badder than they ever were before. And by the time Rick gets involved, they're they're like fucking even. And I don't know if I want to read into it too much, but Mr. Nimbus washed it out with a flood. Seems like religious. Seems pretty religious. I think I think that's definitely the underlying reference there. He did the humps, and then he did the fucking suck it thing, and it dropped like whales. (laughs) Dude, I want Mister Nimbus back. I need more Mister Nimbus. I think I think he'll I think he will be back. And I mean, he controls the police. He controls the fucking police. He's Mister Nimbus. All we know is he controls controls the the sea and he controls the police. No reason that's ever all, given. That's all we really know about him. We don't know why. <laughs> oh, and, and I love, we know he's he's uh, Rick's nemesis. Well, and he does mention that before he was his nemesis, he was Rick's friend. Exactly. I, I'd like I'd like to, I'd like to explore the backstories of Mister Nimbus, Rick, and Bird Person, all just vibing. Oh yeah. You know, back in the day. Back in the day. You know, because he reflects he reflects on Rick. He's like, I remember right. when you were someone I feared and respected. Now you're just a sad old drunk. Isn't isn't that the trajectory of his character arc, though? Yeah, but here's the thing. The reason he's a sad old drunk is because he's so disconnected from caring. Exactly. Which is shown to be true a ton of times. Yeah, it's ir- and it's irreparable. Like, he'll never... Like, that's, yeah, that's exactly. going to be the show. And like, what's it's, crazy is, like, I don't feel like... Two seasons ago, I don't feel like I thought it was irreparable. I thought that was the main problem of Rick and Morty. And then I realized... I don't know. Maybe I just got smarter. And I realized what Rick and Morty was, which it... It was... It, the point was to have these problems. Like, yeah. the characters are not going to overcome them. Because uh, the if they overcome them, funny. the show ends. <laughs> the yeah. show wouldn't be funny anymore. <laughs> but, like... It's just like a it's a really good concept. I think that they they have established something with Rick and Morty that essentially like cannot fail and I think has an interesting They they mentioned something in the trailer mm-hmm. that like there's like this line where it's they say like, "Well, fuck it, man. We're too big to fail." Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. literally say that in the trailer for season Holy 5. Oh shit. Yeah. They and I mean they kind of they kind of fucking are. Like, let's, yeah. let's and, and at this point like it seems like they plan on they writing a, this shit out. They have like, a seventy episode deal that started before last season. They've only gone there was they've gone, yeah, gone we've only twenty got, episodes. So yeah, I mean, and then they'll get even more after that. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. People will still be watching. I'll still be watching. Oh, I'll certainly still be watching. Uh, but I do love the inclusion of you know uh, what starts with Hoovy, mm-hmm. and then ultimately results in a civilization far more advanced than our own, even. Yeah, right. A whole robot like Well, if they get if they get access to Rick's technology, that's true. At it was a time just like, like a that. little a little piece of technology and they reverse engineered a portal. Yeah. A portal. You learn a lot, I guess. It, it had to have been decades. And that's crazy is because while they're trivializing like this 
like society's basically existence, their development far outpaces whatever the Amer- like the United or the not <laughs> the world, whatever our world, our universe in terms of Rick and Morty, the American could. Empire, the American Empire. Let's be honest, like it's it, it it's a you know based on the world, but yeah, um, or it's not exclusive of the world, I guess, but it is, I think, inherently based in American sort of just concepts ideas yeah themes. but um like what is what is the fucking world if if that is what some random universe can do yeah like if they can elevate that quickly in, in right. no time and then reverse engineer that portal and come to this universe that's just wild damn what's crazy is just like how like from what i've seen like they like, reversed engineered rick sanchez technology yeah that's what's crazy yeah. rick sanchez is uh-huh. Far superior to any power we have here on yeah. Earth. What I think is funny too about it is that, like, from what I remember of like the um the behind the scenes stuff I saw, like they don't put like much like deliberation into these like story decisions at all. Like they're just kind of like, what the fuck is the next thing that happens? And they're just like, fucking this. We were they make that happen. <laughs> I was I, I we were I told you we watched Promortius and we watched the behind the scenes and the inspiration from that, according to Dan Harmon, was Starro from DC Comics. Uh-huh. And he was like, you know, if we're going to bite something, we think we might as well just bite it until we yeah. decide something we're going to change. Like, we might as well go all in, do the exact same thing, and figure out what works to change. Yeah, right. And I'm like, damn. that's Which a, that's makes an... you wonder, who are the real gods of the show? Is it Rick and Morty? Or is it the writer? <laughs> they they explore that in the fourth season as well. And they also explore it every time that they break the fourth wall. Mm. Every time. It's like, true. Who, like ninety nine seasons, Morty. <laughs> they're just they're just putting it in terms of the characters. I'm gonna get my Szechuan sauce. That's my arc. <laughs> obviously, it's not like I don't know. Like obviously, in every sense, like it's always the writer talking and not the characters. I guess, but like the point of breaking the fourth wall is to be ironic about that. Like is to be like, and also the fact that Rick knows, yeah, right. canonically exactly. that he's being written, that he's being written, yeah, which would be why he doesn't care. We're feeding in too much into the Rick and Morty. The reason why people hate Rick and Morty. <laughs> True. But it's so easy. It is. It's it so is. easy. They give you just so much to work with. Like, you can do anything with it. Just let your imagination run wild. Exactly. And I think that's why, why I love Rick and Morty. Oh, certainly. It's it, And it's just easy. It's and Even if you don't completely understand, it's still fantastic to watch. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, that episode on the train in season four, watched the shit out of that. Still don't completely understand. Oh yeah, no, I I don't either. That but I'm, like, I'm not even close. Like I have ideas every time I watch it, and I'm like, eh. to a certain degree, it's just fucking random. It's just fucking random to a certain degree. It's yeah. like it's like improv. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then that snake episode last season, uh, like um, uh, battle. Oh, battle star. Wait, no, I can't remember. Mortal star, Morty star, Rick Lactica. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> they're talking. They're talking about how, in the behind the scenes, how they were like, all right, what would be really fucking stupid? What if we just had, like, a snake in a little space suit? I mean, like, that's the stupidest thing you could possibly fucking think of. And then, like, they were like, that's the idea we want. Like, they were were looking for the stupidest possible thing. So, like, sometimes it's not about being smart. It's just because it's fucking dumb. It's just fucking dumb. And, yeah, they get a a massive budget now to make their dumb writer room ideas come to life. And it's like, that's the life. 
That they, is they figured it out. They, that's why they're so fucking cool. It's like, like if you work like if you work for Rick and Morty, you're cool, like without a doubt. It's just it's what gives me great faith for Ant Man three. Yeah, right. the fact that they have the Rick and Morty writer writing the whole fucking movie for an MCU project. Yeah, a Rick and Morty writer. Yeah, that's outstanding. That and is. it also tells me it's going to be funny as hell because be that's funny. been his alley the whole time, uh-huh. Ant Man's. But it it hasn't been you know Rick and Morty type funny. It's just been MCU type funny. Yeah, but you know what's the difference? Funny is funny. Funny is funny. I guess you're right. I've really opened my eyes today, Tavares. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it can be of assistance. You got anything else to say about the season five premiere of Rick and Morty? Um, no. I think we covered most of it. You know, it, it was a it was a really good episode. I think I'm excited for season five. It, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I was, as fuck. I kind of hit a lull with Rick and Morty. I feel like the past few months, like it just wasn't really something that seemed like interesting. But that's just because I've seen it so many yeah, times. Exactly. It hits, and like, the only reason it seemed even relatively appealing is because Emily hasn't seen it. Yeah, right. It's you fun know, to so show. I was someone like, I, oh yeah, I'll definitely show you this. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, season five premiere rocked. We'll be back it talking did. about Rick and Morty again next week, probably. Are they? Yeah, are they releasing on a week? Oh, yep. Oh, yep, June 27th, July 4th, and July 11th. There's only four episodes announced. That's only unfortunate. Only four episodes announced. Apparently, according to the wiki, I don't know if this wiki is completely reliable. The fandom wiki. I don't know. I do not know. But, nevertheless, we will be talking about Rick and Morty, episode two, season five, next week. How about we talk some uh, 2021 music? Let's get into it. All right, so we're chilling about halfway through 2021 got a lot of music a lot of music not a lot of standouts but plenty of music nonetheless obviously last time together we talked j cole's the off season back on episode 81 you'll hear us discuss uh the plugs i met Two, benny the butcher uh tequila sunrise code of the friend and uh chemtrails over the country club by lana del rey uh but we're gonna we're just gonna touch on a whole bunch of stuff today. See, yeah. see, just a little bit of everything all the time. A little review. It's a six months in, you know, halfway through the year. Why not? Two quarters in. Yeah. Two quarters of the four. Two of the four quarters. But it's only six, almost seven months. Almost seven months. Well, no, because at the end of the Wait, six two months, quarters that of means the four. No, is two quarters. Three. Two quarter. First quarter three, is the two. first three months. The second quarter is four through six. The third quarter Wait, is seven real. through... Oh, damn. You're talking yeah. big brain on me. I don't even know the fucking quarter. I've never understood that. I was like, how do you split a 12 into quarters? That makes no fucking sense. You just divide it by four. People just use quarters. It's three months, three months at a time. That's each quarter. People... January through March, April through June, July through August. You said it's three July quarters? September, October, four quarters every three months. Fuck the use of quarters, Okay. It's twenty five cents. All right, people are saying quarter till time, bro. That quarter, don't even make sense. Quarter in months. Fifth, well, I mean, it like, do make sense because it is one fourth of an hour. Therefore, it is a quarter of an hour. But quarter ounce. I don't know that shit, bro. Twenty five cents. I need. I need us to agree on the use of quarter. So you're telling me it's twenty five cents past six o'clock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what I'm telling you. All right. Well, now that we've people. got uh, what quarters are out of the way, let's There's talk. There's a hundred minutes in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk some of this music shit we've got. And uh, I see first on this lineup we have in terms of discussion is Logic. 
dropped you a know, song. It, it's funny that you bring this up right now because I just offhandedly noticed that I think I'm tan. I'm getting darker. Getting darker. And it's just funny that it's I thought of that, that as brought you brought up logic. Up logic. Right on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a. Uh, I think I'm getting a little darker. Good for you, man. Yeah, the sun. You know. But you know, he drops he drops this song titled "Intro," uh, and I don't know if you remember. He retired. He retired like a year ago. It was a huge thing. Huge thing. He was like, "No pressure. It's going to be my last album. I'm out after this." Yeah, uh, he had his own his own mini Grammy ceremony, which he gave to himself. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Logic's a little bit of a and loser. like just like look at the cover, like the the cover of the of the single titled intro so we're only to assume this is going to be the first song on an album he releases yeah it, it it is simply an email well first of all it starts with real all the time right this is already a huge misnomer right yeah because Rat Pack. were you real about fucking retiring like what the like how is your first song back gonna have rat like right like bold and the like, only way the only way we can assume that he meant that was that he did mean that and then he got out of the music game and was like, oh. This gaming shit ain't working out. Nah, I got to go make music. I got to go make music. And, uh, you know, it was Logic, this yeah. song. It was all right. Uh, I like the quote at the bottom of the uh, album cover. I'm back. <laughs> Bro, you were never gone. You were never gone. You, uh, 10 months, when was the last time Frank dropped? 2016. 2016, he dropped a couple songs, whatever, whatever. It's been 10 months, not even a full year. And you mean to tell me you were gone, bro? You're not the shit like bro, that. Bro, we ain't heard from he, other artists in a longer time. He's than on you. track. He, you know how he had that thing like early in his career? He was like, I'm going to drop a project every year. Like, that's my goal. Every year. Every like, year. Something. He's not even going to detract from that. So when we look back on Logic's career, who's going to be like, oh, yeah, he retired in 2020, came back 2021. Like, that. Nobody's going to think about that. Everybody's going to be like, he's dropped an album every year. Obviously, he was still active. He was still making music, which obviously, if he's releasing shit, he's been making music for the past few months. He was featured on a track in G March, I want to say, with, uh, I can't remember who. He had a, he, he was featured on a track. He never left. <laughs> you got to leave to retire. You got to leave to come back. This is how, this is how people felt about Brett Favre. I retire next season. I'm with the Vikings. <laughs> that was really just a whole stunt to get me out of my contract. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this logic, uh, I mean, I, I grow less and less keen on logic every day. Oh, Matt, Matt, here it is. Matt, uh, April 23rd, 2021. Logic's YouTube channel uploaded a song entitled Mars Only Part 3, a collaboration between him and Mad Lib. The duo is called Magic, which I thought was actually kind of cool. That is pretty but cool. But I, I was like a little disappointed that Mad Lib was like, "Yeah, let's make album. Let's be a group." Like, I, come on, like Mad Lib. Uh, but Mad Lib's just getting around these days. That's like, also he, he's true, producing yeah. for everybody. But pick someone else to make it. Out. Nobody's really interested in a Logic and Mad Lib. Nobody ever asked for that. Whoever asked for Logic and Mad Lib? That's the thing is that it's wild how. Because Logic has a huge fan base. Yeah. That hasn't really changed. His diehard fans have remained his diehard fans. That's also true. So, like, you're going to make money <laughs> making something with Logic. Because yeah. his followers will love it. 
That is true. They, they, he does have a pretty devout fan base, and it's weird to say that I was kind of part of that at one point in time. I was too, uh, pre everybody, and a little bit during pre, it. Pre everybody. That's such a such a statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody was. It just wasn't what we thought it was going to be, and we've talked about that innumerable times. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But hopefully, you know, and and then he had no pressure last year, which I listened to once, and I wasn't too compelled to listen to ever again. I Oh, I listened to that actually on my way back from, you know, what's crazy about that? I enjoyed, I'm thinking back, and I remember listening to that. I enjoyed that project. Like, it was good. And it was what everybody was asking for in place of everybody. Like, yeah, following uh, uh, tits. Yeah. Tits. Was, the incredible true story. Yeah. Following Tits, like people were like, that was great and all. And t- Tits was a great album. Like, I, like, I really enjoyed Tits. But they were like, get back to the under pressure. Get and back to that it vibe. It takes them like three, four, maybe even five projects to be like, all right, fuck it. No pressure. We're going back. Like, <laughs> and everyone's like, thank you. And they listen to it and they're like, this is good. And then they never listen to it again because logic has already fallen off so far by that point that it's like, well, see, and that's the thing is that we give a lot of artists shit for uh-huh. not branching out. Yeah. You do got to give him his respect. He, he tried. Did. That's true. <laughs> he he tried, tried. And that's what, like, and personally, Supermarket's one of my favorite albums of his. Yeah. And I love, I actually really enjoyed the book, too, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough. I still never read that book. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I just, I, I, oh, I, read, I think like, you should first, now. I read the first chapter and I was like, this seems a little like young adult, like, something it i don't know Uh, slightly it gets a little bit it gets a little bit more real but (laughs) i mean i haven't read it again and i won't you know what i'm saying (laughs) the cover is cool cover's dope as fuck i love having it on my bookshelf looks cool yeah it looks super and i really enjoyed reading it as i read it and stuff i'll go Uh, back in about 20 years read it i'm sure and like you'll be like uh bobby hall bobby (laughs) um i gotta i gotta point this out too though the other two songs that the uh, magic has released are called just think of this dichotomy raddest dad and mafia music <laughs> how Rat- have i not heard any of this yeah because it's logic <laughs> is it just on youtube i i, I guess so like i don't I, I didn't see it on apple music so i'm assuming it's just on youtube oh yeah because logic's youtube channel but he's probably trying to promote the channel his music yeah, yeah not his music his Gaming, gaming channel i guess but like I, I don't think the gaming is working out um he has gained he, he's he's played video games with pewdiepie mr beast he's the only two i know and then he's played with valkyrie pokimane jack septic guy corpse husband and psycuno yeah i'm unfamiliar with everybody except in here. the first i know you know PewDiePie i'm, fam- I'm familiar with pewdiepie and mr beast yeah. yeah because they're just like bigger than the fucking world but uh yeah anyways you ready to move on uh yeah but also interesting note here he has a memoir coming out in september yeah yeah i don't know man i, I just think it, it, that's the thing that kind of makes me feel weird about it is this all just like a like a publicity run is that what the beginning is? like from april to fucking august he's like let me let me you know get relevant again for my book like is this all like it, it, it everything always happens at once for logic which is fine or whatever it's just smart business sense but at the same time 
if if you're coming back to music and you're making that something that you're using to promote a book, it seems as if music is only a means to an end at that point. And you didn't come back because you couldn't stop making music necessarily. You came back because it was convenient and you got a book. <laughs> and his memoir is titled "The Bright This Bright Future." Another book, which could be the thing that he wants to get into. Really, I know I've heard him in interviews talk about like, yeah, rap was like great. But then, you know, I really want to do this other shit, though. And he's been trying to do that. But in the process of him, like, treating the music as the means to that end, he's going to make his music worse. Yeah. And I think we've seen that. Because think about his best music. Like, his best music comes out when he's fucking broke. I think the last thing I liked that. Yeah, the last thing I think I liked from him was Young Sinatra 4. God, Young Young Sinatra 4 was fire. I got to listen to that again soon. And that was, like, that was 2018. So that was after everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. But then before that, he'd also had Bobby Tarantino too. Yeah, he dropped a whole lot of shit. He dropped a whole lot of shit. He dropped a fucking Confessions of a Dangerous Killer. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mind. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't con- confessing to murder or anything on that album. Music to be murdered by. <laughs> Uh, confessions of a dangerous mind is music to be murdered by <laughs> it's the same thing it's the, same, it's the thing. same thing but let's uh let's hop into the next next topic of discussion isaiah rashad yes got that got the, got a new single from him he's fucking back this is this is who you need we need to be saying he's fucking back about exactly <laughs> like logic you're not back <laughs> you were never gone isaiah rashad welcome home <laughs> it's been years man <laughs> logic i mean just not not on the level of Isaiah Rashad and no. talent. Uh and I I love I love this article you attached from uh where was this from? Fader. Fader. Yeah, they did a cover story on him. I did a cover story on Isaiah Rashad and I love I loved this line where it says scheduled for a June release, the deliriously anticipated bourbon drowned baptismal, the house is burning puts him in the elite stratum of artists who can successfully get away with a one hot album every half a decade average. And it's like, I mean, fucking yeah. 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 He can get away with it. He's only done it once. Yeah. And he's already like, kind of like mythic, mythically yeah. legend, you to, know? To, but in, and, and like, we have to respect that that's only to people who listen to music like us. Yeah. But at the same time, the amount of like, there is something about his music that keeps me coming back. Like he off the strength of a, a demo slash mixtape and an album, a full length album. Mm. Like he was able to like propel himself to someone that I continually listened to for five years, for five years. Like he didn't put anything else out. He put out three songs so far, solo songs. He's done a couple features that weren't like highly publicized because they were on not as great albums, but, um, he's released three songs in the past little over a year and like that's okay like it's completely okay because we hang on to that new stuff that we got what's wrong came out that was like the return return that was when i was like oh shit some shit's coming and a year and three months ago three months ago and i was like i remember i i saw like this this story and like i was thinking about like how like i heard somewhere that isaiah was dropping and i was like Damn, yeah, he did release What's Wrong not that long ago. Yeah, shit. And then I looked the, over a year ago. I'm like, fuck. Oh, oh, I, why am I trained like this? Bro, and that's <laughs> the thing is that, like, with these great artists, 
part of the reason they're great, you got to consider, is their not lack of prolificness, mm-hmm. but like, you know, being okay with just dropping one every three or five. Exactly. Years. That's, 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 that takes a lot of discipline. Um, discipline, but I think we could also use that as a, use this as an opportunity to get into what exactly Isaiah Rashad has been doing in those, in these five years. He's been, he's been through it is what's been happening for the yeah. last five years. And this, uh, this cover story for Fader really, really shows you that here. I'm going to check, I'm going to click on this link real quick just to see who it's by. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't to credit them. Check the author's name. Cover story, Isaiah was shot after the fire by Jeff Weiss. Jeff Weiss. And this was check out some a phenomenal, phenomenal yes. article. Um, he talks about how, basically, he ended up in rehab, broke, and basically not really thinking he was going to do music anymore for a time since 2016. Which is well, not going to do music for money. For money, yeah. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna mm-hmm. get paid to do this shit. Yeah, which is astonishing, right? Because it's like y- it's a different kind of passion for it. Off the sh- one, that's 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 something that that is notable. But I think on a different level, like he, th- what was the reason for him just being like fuck it all? Like I am in this business, and I, like I don't want to be, and I still have a love for the music, but. I don't want that to be like the sort of like primary reason why I'm doing that, which is, which is, you know, that's, that's like, I can respect that. Like that's something that absolutely true art comes out of. But at the same time, he's probably, he's, he's not just dealing with like, you know, the industry he's dealing like with himself and like what he feels like he is doing. And at the time he was apparently abusing a lot of drugs. Yeah, uh, in this article it says, Consider the 30 days detoxing and surrendering to a higher power in an Orange County rehab facility. Man. Yeah. He was so drunk boarding a flight that cops nearly arrested him. He wrecked his Jeep, crashed Top Dog's Honda, fixed it before he found out. Yeah. That's some movie shit. That's some movie shit. Yeah, that's some movie shit right there. It's like, what has he... And, and I'm just like reading this like... So all those times where I was like, "Damn, where's 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 they been?" He's, doing he's been doing some wild, shit, reckless shit. And he, he meant he, there's even a quote from him in this article about how like, you know, he he's turned to comics mm-hmm. for like a sort of escape that's much healthier than drugs, yeah. as he put it, drugs and doing you know stupid reckless shit. Yeah. Uh, it's like okay, respect. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 it all takes, you know, time to work through that. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was dealing with the amount of fame and money after 2016 than he ever had before. Because, I mean, even even when, like, you consider kind of the trajectory of his career so far, like, thus far, he's still not one of TDE's, like, like block but he's he's still he's still opener level in tde i feel like. yeah he's definitely not the main act he's not he's not the main act yet but like sylvia demo when that comes out he's got um uh that debuted at 40 in the top 200 with selling um 8,500 units and then sun's tirade comes out what two years later and that opens at 17 selling 19,000 units. So and it's just going to be an even bigger jump for is, this next one. Yeah, that growth is crazy. And this one is even more built up because 
people one people who are waiting on him are about to they're about to like talk about this shit nonstop because it's oh this is this is gonna be like the dude have you listened have you listened to this yet yeah have exactly you listened? and like to be honest this is gonna be a good ass album like, oh and like fucking... you can count on Zay like you he's can not count on it. we were talking about this in in the before we started mm-hmm. uh, YG doesn't doesn't necessarily miss he's at least gonna do not bad for zay he's at least gonna do good he's at least gonna do good yeah Yeah. and he put out he put out why worry and headshots both of those songs are on even even fucking lay with you which i thought was a little more of an average track but the feature on there duke deuce have you listened to that one Mm -hmm. duke deuce's verse i was like yo oh i was like who the fuck is who the fuck is duke deuce yeah (laughs) like duke of where yeah (laughs) you killed that shit but ultimately i think he is gonna he's gonna increase his acclaim and do it in a way that's super organic and like ultimately gonna be like the thing that causes I'm staking him a to claim to eventually be a main act. Staking a claim pre its release. Mm-hmm. Grammy nominated rap album of the year. Mm. That's bold. That's where my money's at right now. Alright shit. I mean I would I would I would have nominated Sun's Tyrade. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, that was that that was that caliber of an album for me. The yeah. Sun's tirade was, and I yeah. can only imagine the house is bur- burning and the way he described it, mm-hmm. bourbon drowned baptismal. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That does sound fantastic. Like that, yeah, that kind of embodies sort of what what I want out of Isaiah Rashad. Like he is, he is the the type to release this very like melodramatic sort of like. Um, I guess drug induced music and like, alcohol induced alcohol music induced, almost. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even like the main quality. And that's of what, music. that's what this article keeps coming back to mm-hmm. also because with beats that sound like they've been ripped from Jay Dilla's donuts and soaked in whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what they feel. They feel like they dark feel, liquor. They feel like dark liquor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, they feel like dark liquor. That's, that's, that's quite a way to put it, which is a wild thing to, to emulate. Like, How'd you nail that on the head? How, how did you do it? But at the same time, it's still super musically talented. Oh, it? so musically talented. And the house is burning. The house is burning. That's a fucking title right there. I cannot wait. Like we, I know this is about to be some biographical shit. They're yeah. autobiographical shit. We got that first song, Dark Side. Spelt after the DC Comics character, mm-hmm. Dark Side. Uh, and I liked, I liked that excerpt too about how comics helped him with his depression, you know, and the healthy. Yeah escapism that he right. uses i love me a good comic book you want you want to go back over the the releases too for uh the sun when the sun's the week the sun's tirade came out yeah dude the, the top 200 at number one was birds in the trap sing mcknight which actually dropped alongside the sun's tirade geez so in 2016 then yeah when sun's tirade came out you had birds in the trap sing mcknight at number one Number one. God, that's still that my favorite a, Trav. That was a time. Yeah. That's still my favorite Trav. That shit was fire. And it's like crazy to think that. Pick like, up the phone, baby. He was increasing his numbers amongst all of this other shit that was hot, like hot shit at the time. And like still hot shit now for the most part. You got at number three, Drake with views. Views, bro. I was a classic views anti. Views got better over time for me, too. Oh, view, yeah. Views aged like fine wine. I remember the first night we listened to it. Mm-hmm. I was in a group with like uh, a couple other friends and my friends expected uh nothing was the same if you're reading this it's too late yeah type Drake and then he yeah. came with this poppy R&B yeah vibe 
it slaps. It it's, slaps. It slaps. It slaps. I remember, like, Feel No Ways, still one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. If I, if we're gonna be real, oh shit, I okay. love yeah. that song. Honestly, it's the spirit sequel to fucking Take Care. It is. That's really what it is. It really is, and it's just it. It was just fucking good. But when Sun's Tirade came out, that was at number three. You had Suicide Squad, the album, at number four. <laughs> number four, four above. Men that purple Lamborghini lurking. <laughs> above Rihanna's Anti and Beyonce's Lemonade. And That's Frank crazy. Ocean's Blonde. Yo, fuck that. Yeah. The fact that the Suicide Squad album was above was Anti so Lemonade and bl- Lemonade and Blonde. And I remember people asking me if I'd listened to that, and I was like, no. No, I haven't listened to the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Because I hadn't seen the movie. There was no reason for me to listen to the soundtrack. I never I don't think I ever listened to it front to back. Yeah. I, I heard songs from it because Trenton fucking loved Purple Lamborghini. Yeah. The only the only And that sucker for pain. Uh Oh shit! Yeah, that was a huge. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) God damn! That was in every fucking trailer of Suicide Squad. Oh my god! Um, I'm just a sucker for pain. (laughs) Speaking of logic, he's in that song. Was logic in that song too? What's crazy is the only other uh, album, like movie album, that I listened to, like before or without seeing the movie, was Bright, which Logic was also on. (laughs) I got another one. You would have done that for. Black well, Panther. I I actually saw Black Panther, but yes. well, you did see Black Panther, but the album did drop a week before oh, that shit. before it the did, movie did. came out. Oh fuck, it did. I remember I remember that vividly because I was like, oh fuck yeah, this yeah. shit rocks. And then yeah. you saw the movie and you're like, there's like half of two songs in there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, there's like nothing. On. And then you also think back to the album and go, oh, they like really told us that T'Challa was gonna die like in the middle of oh, the album. Fuck yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Oh hell, King Killmonger. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's it's they were they were doing some shit. That was that was Kendrick's last contribution, really. It, since 2018, that's his. That was the last thing. Which we may be getting some more of Kendrick. Apparently, he's performing pretty soon in November. Performing no, not in November. It, in, yeah, November. yeah, performing in November in the Las Vegas Festival, and it says he'll be performing anything from Section 80 to Damn. But I like to think. We a get new some song, new, at new, least. Or, like, and here's the thing: they're not going to put that he's going to drop a new album and be performing it if he doesn't want to reveal mm-hmm. that yet, right? But he also, could, if he drops an album, that's what he's performing at that. But also, know? I think the thing that, like, kind of like, especially people like Top Dog and even like Ibrahim from Dreamville, like the like the like the sort of executives of these companies, when people on. Um, social media gets theorizing about shit like that they're like bro we told you we didn't lie like what the fuck like we just we just we're human too and so like yeah. maybe they put that on there because they're like well we know people can be like oh he's performing is it a new album be like no we know it's section damn, 80, 80 to damn all right everything else is fair game no new music which that's the other hand but then also you know i don't know how devious is kendrick lamar is he is he is he really about to play games with their minds See, and that's the thing, is that it's like, I can see him, I, he announced Damn two weeks before he dropped it. Well, and the thing is, he announced Damn to come out a week after he dropped um, The Heart Part, part 4, four. Yeah. and then it didn't drop, and then they were like, well, why'd you, why'd you think that? And he was like, because he said, watch out next week, April 7th, he said it. What do you mean? What do you, what do you, what am I talking about? And they're like, we never said the album was dropping. Like, and ultimately it was fine because it came out a week after that. But like, 
they, they make it seem like we're dumb, but it's like, you know, like, we're on to you. We know. <laughs> we fucking we know. know. I don't know if, I don't know if Kendrick knows this, yeah. but there was supposed to be another album that dropped the weekend he dropped Damn, and it was supposed to be by him. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yes, yes. Where's fucking uh, what was it? God, God. <laughs> a song on damn. By the way, that was the, that. Well, that was the results of our our in depth research. That was a yeah. <laughs> the cover was going to be the damn cover, but in blue. Yeah. God in damn. the sky, the blue. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? <laughs> it would have been perfect. But yeah, he was also supposed to drop an album. J Cole, fuck, fuck, fuck both of them. I think J Cole said in his when interview that he did with LA Leakers that um, when you and K dot drop, bitch, never you can't handle two. <laughs> but I bet this February that shit gets scary when the fuck around a drop. Nothing, nothing. Yo, I that fe- shit. that February was like February 2016. Yeah. Oh wait, was it? Or 2015. 2015, yeah, yeah. It would have been one of those. And it was like... I think we were sophomores. We're like seven years off from that now. <laughs> no, but I think he said in his interview, like, I, I regret kind of, like, hyping people up for that. And, like... But, like, like they knew what the fuck they were doing. Like, they knew when they, when they made Black Friday what people were going to take away from it. They knew why it was fire. Well, and that's the thing is that there was already speculation even before even Black before Friday. It. So when they did Black and Friday... They, they, they said they had music together. They said they had it. Like a lot of it. A lot of it. And they said it. Like a lot. And like people around them have said it a lot. A lot. What the fuck are they sitting I, on? And why? Like, why? do they not want to make money anymore? <laughs> they're like, oh, we're, that will we're... be a number one album. Think about that. Like, they're like, oh, we're busy touring and our schedules are so different. Like, to well, yeah, but it. if you drop the same album, guess what? You can go on tour together and bring in more money than you've ever made in your life. I swear to God. And you just fucking had COVID. That wasn't time to sit down and think and be like, well, let me finish these songs that I, like, I'm not busy. I'm definitely not busy with touring right now. Like, let me, we could hop on Zoom like everybody else, make this shit happen. I don't think it would take that long. But like, even, even Kendrick's most recent features are from like 2013. Wait, his he most- recorded Look Over Your Shoulder and Good Kid Mad City Time. That, like, 2013 is when he recorded that verse with Busta Rhymes. For real? Yeah. And that just came out. That just came out. Damn. I don't get it, but, you know, I guess I respect what they do, you know. It's, everybody's got a process. Everybody do. But, man, that Vegas lineup is crazy. It is. I don't know if you've looked at the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I know the headliners are Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar, and Tyler, the Creator, which is automatically a music festival that I would. Yeah. Just pay Which gobs of money if I had it to go see. Makes me wonder if Travis Scott's dropping something too. You know it, what was it? Twenty eighteen when he dropped Astro World. Fuck. And yeah. was that his last contribution? Oh, uh, he had uh, uh, Jack Boys or not Jack? Boys. Oh yeah, oh, the cat. What was it called? He also had Cactus Jack. Cactus. And, oh yeah, yeah, Cactus Jack. Or like, or what? What the fuck was that called? Because that's his nickname. Jack Boy. Cactus Jack. Oh yeah. We're just making all sorts of fans Isn't pissed. It? Yeah, Cactus Jack is called Jack Boys. 
It was called Jack Boys? Yeah, debut compilation album by Jack Boys, Collective American Rapper signed Cactus Jack Records. That's funny. There is also a rapper named Jack Boy. Yeah, I knew that. I actually like Jack Boy. He's not that bad. I think he I think he was in that list of people who got arrested for a shooting this year. No shit. Too, or some shit or being Look shot at. at. There's a lot of gun violence that happened in 2021, too, in hip-hop music, at least. Like, a lot. Uh, quite a few murders, actually. Quite a few. Silento. Silento <laughs> murdered his cousin. Watch him whip. Now watch him murder. <laughs> watch, watch me whip. Now watch me nae on that ass. <laughs> and then fucking Day Day. He's doing fucking like Fortnite style, style, style taunts after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking, that fucking Day Day got, got arrested for murder too. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> bro, day day. That was such a song, dude. Fucking uh, yeah. There's a bunch of shit. Quando Rondo was in another shooting after he was YFN involved. in Lucci was like on the run for on the murder. run for murder. What's crazy about Quando Rondo is that he's still free, especially after the whole King Von situation, because that was like supposed to be like pretty. Like everybody's like, yeah, it was Quando Rondo's folks who did that but i guess he probably wasn't the one who pulled the trigger but at the same time like obviously there's something like there's something there i don't know maybe there's like nothing illegal happening i don't fucking know i don't know i've been listening to king bond though he he was fired he was dope she stayed around i am skeptical that he did commit to possibly more murders that people have connected him to through social media and just circumstances known and that's a little disturbing but at the same time he beat his trial so you know you know you're innocent until proven but at the guilty. same time he beat his trial because a witness didn't show up i <laughs> which also makes me more skeptical yeah that's that's <laughs> what a, the fuck was going on that's a rough also, i don't want to know he beat it it's in, it's 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 the way it is may he rest in peace may he rest in peace but kendrick could be dropping we do not know we do not know we won't get our hopes up but he nah, did. I remember no. when he announced like PG Lang and stuff. I was Everybody like, oh. was like, what's that? Was, it's just a company, like a what do they what do they call it's it? It's basically just like a uh, at service company. Yeah, which makes no. I still don't really understand what it is, like what it does, what it's for, who's paying them, who they're selling to. It's other just than like a weird collective, like, like it's just it it. It's a little broad right now, but uh, you know, if you're Kendrick Lamar, you want to start a company, you can start a company. And he, he'll he'll narrow out. he'll narrow that vision eventually, or know, he'll just sell it for a I know fuck the, ton of money. Yeah, that. And I know the trailer that they released was really dope, really fucking cool. Who drops a trailer for a company, Kendrick Lamar, but Kendrick Lamar, aka Benz, is to him just a car. Anyways, you know who is dropping. Friday, June 25th, which we'll be covering this next week alongside Rick and Morty season five, episode two. Fuck yeah. Tyler, the creators, call me if you get lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm fucking ready, baby. I'm, I'm definitely ready. I, and if we get that Isaiah Rashad this Friday, too, mm-hmm. it could be a really special day. Isaiah Rashad could be a Monday drop, though. I feel like it's just the kind of guy he is to be like, fuck it, I'm dropping on Monday. Yeah, just he would just drop something and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't really give a shit about money. <laughs> like It's been made clear that he doesn't give a shit about that. Oh, yeah, no. He makes great music. It doesn't really matter. But I am excited for Tyler because I feel like we haven't... Tyler is very good at keeping his fans happy. And, like... Because I'm sure he makes a ton of music. But he also, like, is not afraid to put together a concept and deploy it. Like, it takes other artists years to transition the way that he does between albums. 
that we talked about like the how Isaiah Rashad like his lack of you know being in the scene always mm-hmm. has made him even more shiny in our eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh God, that's beautiful. Like he's gonna drop a masterpiece and stuff. Mm-hmm. Same with Frank Ocean. You know, yeah. If he was more prolific, there's a chance we wouldn't appreciate his greatness as much. Yeah. I don't know how Tyler has completely said fuck you to that paradigm. Yeah. Like he's he's like he'll he'll drop an album every two years. Yeah. Every time it gets better and it fucking gets better, better and better. Like it literally is like a whole different like soundscape and it shows that he's like evolved his craft. And I think I think he's kind of reached a point where he's like, Oh fuck yeah. But then like, I got this shit down. Now. Also think about where the music is coming from for these other artists because they're coming from a different place with Tyler. You got you got Frank, Kendrick, even J. Cole Isaiah Rashad, they're using, they're, they're translating their experiences in life, which means, you know, they have to actually go experience live. that life yeah. and they're translating that into the music. And that's what makes it quote unquote real all the time. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Not fucking. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe logic is doing that too. Raddest dad. But then he goes and he's like mafia music, mafia shit. Young Sinatra. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tyler doesn't really have to do that because he's quite explicitly been like, this isn't based on me. This is shit I come up with. I'm yeah, he's just director. a creative. Yeah, yeah he's... I, this is a new fucking person now. Igor is different than fucking Cherry Bomb, and Cherry Bomb isn't fucking Flower Boy. These are all different people. And Wolf, obviously, is different than fucking all of that shit. And it's like every time he comes back, it's a new persona, which gives him a whole different like terrain, kind of. So here we've got... Issued to Tyler Baudelaire. B-A-U-D-E-L-A-I-R-E. That's what's on the license plate, which is the cover as we have it. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even notice. Holy shit. I, I knew, I know his last name is Akonma. I don't know why. I just assumed it was, he had his own name. That's what makes me think this is, that might be the character. Oh yeah, no, it definitely is. But like what I like about just like the way that he's coming, like, with the whole look and everything and the sound of the music, it sounds more uh, true to kind of what Tyler started as something that was more indicative of his own personality and his own sort of reflections. Like with Igor, he obviously like completely abandons, I think any semblance of himself. And that was the point. Mm-hmm. Like he was completely thrown into the character the same way that he started to do with flower boy and just to a lesser degree. But like, I have a inkling that Wolf and, like bastard and like those sort of projects more they're they're more true to sort of the shit that was going on in tyler's head yeah and they weren't sort of these evolved isolated characters that he had come up with they were just kind of plays on himself Mm, i get which is respectable in the same sense but it seems like he might be going back to that sort of um i don't know paradigm well that's the thing is it's it's interesting that he has gone to this really abstract shit in general. Mm-hmm. Not abstract so much, but like, it's definitely an idea he's created. It's not yeah. incredibly based in experience. So I am, I am, intri- like, especially after this announcement video where it's just him making out with another woman's girlfriend, getting in his car and driving off. Call me if you get lost. Call me if you get lost, yeah. And it's just so, it's so nondescript. Nothing is said. It's, it's just kind of the scene. And, you know, nothing is made clear. It's caught me if you get lost. And it's almost like an infomercialist feel. Yeah, that's that's the vibe I get from it, which is hilarious. He's, he's always, I feel like he's always playing in different periods. Like, it, it's never modern, necessarily. Maybe Flower Boy was pretty modern. But other than that, like, 
I don't know. Maybe his earlier. Mm, yeah, his earlier albums too were pretty modern as well. Igor was really the first time he did that, but it seems like he really likes kind of like that. That vibe. Yeah, like the different era vibe. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that song he dropped, Lumberjack, mm-hmm. that's gas. That's gas. Yeah. That is gas. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it was it was Tyler as fuck. It sounded more like the older, the older really vibe. Rapping. He was really rapping. And it seems like he just kind of gets in like these different swings where he's like, Fuck it. I'm gonna prove to y'all I can make anything I fucking want. Yeah. You think I can't make 70s retro dance music? Fuck you. I did it. You make my earthquake. <laughs> and then he's gonna be like, oh, oh, you thought I wasn't hard. You thought I you thought I couldn't rap. All right. Fuck you. Here you go. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is hard. Like this, this, he's kind of he just stuns on everyone creatively. Like that's in that's kind of his mission in life. I feel like to be like, oh, oh, you thought I couldn't make clothes too, huh? You thought I couldn't set the trends. You know what, bitch? Golf on that shit. <laughs> I'm wearing a golf shirt right now. You're wearing a golf shirt right now. Like and it's fire. It's a fire ass shirt. Like <laughs> got it at the Igor concert. Fuck. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Yeah, he had actual cool. concert tees, and then he had like golf merch, and exactly. I was like. Because you know, what? you know, I I can't buy golf merch online really yeah. because it's it's always sold out. Yeah. You've got it here. I'm just gonna go ahead and grab that. What's crazy is he uh, he even stunts on lumberjack. He's like, I own all my companies full. Like, yeah, shit's kind of dope. That's a king. That's a king right there. I That's love me some king. Tyler. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So f- next week's gonna be a fucking great episode. If we get yeah. Rick and we got Rick and Morty episode two. We get a Tyler the Creator album and an Isaiah Rashad album. Oh fuck, buddy! I'm really praying we get this this Isaiah Rashad. Oh, I pray because it said that 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 fader story came out Fe- uh, May six. So this is months in advance. He's given he the the, the writer talks about like different songs, and so clearly he's heard the album. It's it's in the vault. Like they have it. It's in the vault. They have it. It's done. And they said June. They fucking said June. And this is the last. Nothing this is the last one. If anything, things have gotten better in the world. It's time. You're, you're announcing Kendrick. Come on, announce some Isaiah Rashad. Maybe some Schoolboy Q soon. Uh, Man, when, when TDE bursts back on the scene, it's going to be special. I need fucking SZA. And honestly, bro, like I I forget like Schoolboy Q and SZA special. special. And I for like they're they're weirdly not. I don't think of them when I think TDE exactly. for some reason. And you know who else is still on the label? Actually, yes, he's. They, they say that he's rumored to release this year. Lance Skywalker. That dude hasn't released shit. Lance fucking Skywalker. Yeah. And Sir? And Sir. Fuck. Oh, well, Sir did just drop Sir last did summer, drop, right? but don't get me Because uh, Chasing Summer or something like Chasing Summers yeah. or something like that? Bro, yeah. I that fucking love. We talked about that on the podcast we at did. some point, too. But uh, that was absolutely gas. Uh but there's just so many people on TDE that are so fucking talented. Yeah. And no. obviously, I think TDE, and weirdly, obviously, mine goes to Kendrick. But right after that, J-Rock and Absol for some God, reason. fuck. I forgot about them. J-Rock's last album was heat. Yeah. Redemption? Wasn't yeah. that what it was called? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was. Yeah. That shit was phenomenal. Still got that on the vinyl downstairs. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Damn, yeah, Lance Skywalker hasn't released... He's released a single song since... Like 2016? 2016, yeah. In 2016, Introverted Intuition came out, his only project. And he has one single that came out in 2020. I wonder what their holdup is on him. 
he just I don't he I think he's probably he, like he's the least qualified on the TDE roster honestly he got really low listens with the uh, introverted intuition because it's because he's like he's very like, weird it's it's definitely weird. the most out there of their sound yeah no he's he's super experimental probably the only like truly experimental artist they have on the roster but still valuable like I fucked with that I heard introverted intuition I was like this is some other shit yeah it's good I think that I, that was like one of my favorite I think I had like a when you did a you did a five. presentation on in creative writing yeah, in high was, school on it. It was only because I wanted to show people the fucking video because I just you thought did. it was the most yeah. absurd thing. I was like, this is fucking awesome, and I don't think people appreciate it as much as I did. But I fucking loved. That I video loved that shit. Song. I was I was sitting in the in the classroom like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is dope. <laughs> this is dope. We ran that class. We fucking <laughs> we did. Ran Holy that shit. class. Uh, we ran every class we were in. I, yeah, no, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Ah, uh, high school. Ah, <laughs> uh, high school. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of high school, last time we saw these people was in high school. Brockhampton. We saw them, I believe, our oh, freshman year of college. college. Fuck, that was in college. High school's a different, like, different era completely. Like, it is Jesus far longer Christ. ago than you think. Yeah, I know. God damn. Because we didn't see... I don't think we saw... A concert together in high school besides Flower, Flower Boy. Boy. You're right. Because we and saw I, J. Cole and Brockhampton. A couple months back to back. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Time flies. How about that? How about that lineup of concerts that we've both we, we've both been to? Yeah. Tyler the Creator, Vince Staples opening, mm-hmm. Drake, Migos opening. Oh shit. We didn't go together, but we, we were both go. there. Yeah. Did uh, we know that we were both going before we went to Drake? I don't think so. I think you hit me up and you were like, hey, are you at the Drake concert? <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, are you? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. That shit was fun as fuck. It was a good, it was a dope concert. Yeah. Uh, I mean, J. Cole, Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole had Earth Gang opening for him. Oh, God. They were, and Young they Thug. Were good, yeah. Like, we've seen some fucking artists. We've in seen concert, some artists, yeah. We? That's fucking cool. And I'm, I'm thinking that we might have to get back to Brockhampton. They, they're they're going to be in Kansas City um, April. April of next year. But they're starting their tour for um, the for Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. Uh, plus Pack, I guess. I'm sure they might play some of the song off the Plus Pack. Well, um, I listened to that whole thing the other day at work mm-hmm. for the first time. I, I, I was yeah. late to it. Uh, Me too. I'm first listen. This is th- critically the best Brockhampton album for my money. Yeah, no, me too. Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, they really have mastered this boy band rap group thing that nobody else could ever really figure out. And this is their next to last album. Like, and like thinking about it, like that's that's fair. Like that's completely fair. I think it's they've time. dropped like what five? Yeah, I think it, they, they've dropped so many albums in such a short time span that are all of such high quality that it's almost as if their time has come. Like they because they dropped the entire saturation trilogy in a year, four years ago too. That was 2017. Jesus Christ. I remember that. Like, I, I didn't hear about Saturation 1 until Saturation 2, but then I somehow got put on a Saturation 2, and I, every, everybody just we started covered, talking we about We covered Brock Saturation Hampton. 2 in the, our high school newspaper. Damn. Yeah, we did. Yeah, if we did. And then I listened to Saturation 1. I'm like, wait, all this shit is good. And then they came out with Saturation 3 later that year, and I was like, they dropped three fucking fire-ass albums in a year. Like, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, they got a lot of manpower. Obviously, there was like, at that time there was probably like close to fourteen people in yeah Brockhampton. I think it's sure. much more narrowed by now. Yeah, I'm sure it's much. I'm more pretty narrowed. sure it's like Kevin Abstract, Bareface, Matt Champion, 
Joba, Merlin. Mm-hmm. That They're, might be it. Um, and then they have the dudes who are not performers. Yeah, right. That are a part of Brockhampton. Um, but it's just, they get better and better. Like, that's just the straight up truth. Like, and what was interesting when I listened to this album, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine, the standout performance for me wasn't Kevin Abstract. It wasn't Matt Champion. It wasn't Joba like it usually is. Mm-hmm. It was Merlin for yeah. my money. This dude bodied everything yeah. he was no. on. He's fucking strong. Like, and I can't wait until honestly they start really releasing their own music because I'm interested to see kind of because I've heard some of Matt Champions. So music, have I, and he's pretty good. And he's pretty good. Kevin Abstract, obviously, really good. Um, Joba's than, Joba's got some pretty good songs like Sad Saturdays. Have you ever listened to that? Oh, fuck, that is Joba. Yeah, oh, that's that. a good yeah, song. That is a good song. Yeah, no, I, I remember finding that. That was, that was a good I have not, however, listened to any uh, Merlin. I looked him up one time, and I'm pretty sure he does have solo music, just not as much, and it's not as big. Just because I don't feel like he's he's kind of felt like the youngin of the group most of the time. Yeah, he's felt like a background character for the most part. He him comes and, on, him and Bareface kind of felt like yeah. up until up until Iridescence is when I feel like they both God. really popped off. Yeah. Iridescence was such a good. That's album. what we saw in that's the concert. What we saw, yeah, and that frankly, that's iridescent. That was fucking great. I'm kind of upset I didn't go on acid. I don't. I just didn't have the foresight for it at the time. But that was maybe next time. Maybe maybe April second, twenty twenty two. That album was fucking made for. Like I was just watching the graphics and the like the, the their projector, their slideshow, or whatever. And it was just all so trippy. Yeah, was, I was, was like, pretty... I finally got the point of that album, and there's like even a reference to acid. I think in one of the songs, but oh yeah, and like they did interviews where they talked about how they were they yeah. were tripping acid when they were making it and stuff. Right. But yeah, they've and then they had Ginger in 2019, which I think we did talk about on the podcast when it came out and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah we're a Brockhampton podcast. We well, are, yeah, I guess we. Yeah, it it's weird because like they they can just kind of disappear for a while and then come back, and I'm I'm right there with them. Yeah, and fuck man, what were some of your favorite songs off this? Uh, shit, let me let me look. Um, so honestly, Buzzcut was really good. Yeah, kicking off with that feature from Danny Brown was gas. I loved the ASAP Rocky feature later in Bankroll. Um, <clears throat> Sex. That song slapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I fucked with the... Uh, What's the Occasion gave me fucking chills when I listened to it. Oh, yeah. What's the Occasion? That one. That was. The, I think that was the one I was thinking of. That, that one made me think fine. of San Marcos from... Uh-huh. Uh, from iridescence like the way that like i just got because that was the song when i listened to iridescence for the yeah. first time that went huh, like <laughs> the i want more out of life than this they had it they had us sing that a little too much at the concert yeah the they band. went they went on and on i was with like that. bro i can't even get on with the songs <laughs> like we've been doing this for a good two three minutes like come on let's move we've on. repeated this line like 54 times I'm getting tired of it all right i'm i'm, I'm trying but i'm getting tired <laughs> i'm not gas. performing you're i was performing. like it was really cool like for like five of them yeah then it was like oh we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep going yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was outstanding i just remember too that there's like the short girl that was behind me and she, like when merlin when uh, merlin when popped up merlin's yeah. song came on i can't remember what the name of it was but it's just like a Murder great man. Murder yeah. man. Shit just, just oh, where the cash at? Yeah, that's yeah, where the cash at. And she was like, "Excuse me, excuse me. Can I can I get by the by the railing?" And she got up there and she like was like flinging herself over the railing. Every, like it was insane. Now that that woman fucking loved Merlin. Holy shit, she looked like a Merlin punk rock man. kind too. Merlin man, 
Damn, I'm looking at the lyrics from that one, and that shit fucking slapped. <laughs> it did. That was, it was. It was. Hard. I would rather be on acid. That was the mention. It was in where they cash at. Yeah. Um. So there's also some other albums from this year we should talk about. Oh, absolutely. We got yeah, her. Her. Yeah, she dropped. She dropped, and I was listening to it the other day, and like the way it was presented to me on Apple Music, I was under the impression it was an older album that they had just recently released because it's called Back of My Mind. Apple Music Edition. Then mm. I looked at looked into it. Came out June eighteenth, twenty twenty one, literally days ago. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna listen to the shit out of this." And you know, she's she's her. She's fucking great. Yeah, no, she's great. So good. She got this feature from Erica Badu on there. I thought. Oh wait, no, I misread that. It wasn't Erica Badu? Sorry to get you all excited and everything. Damn. Yeah, but no. we do have features from Ty Dolla Sign, Corday, which was a great one. Yeah. A uh, little baby Thundercat. Uh, DJ Khaled and Bryson Tiller, YG. DJ fucking Khaled. He dropped this year, too. He fucking did. Khaled Khaled. He said, I I saw like a quote from him, and it was like, being a parent has made me a god or something like that. It was some absurd shit. And I was like, (laughs) DJ Khaled, bro, shut up. I'll never forget that summer where we just like all watched his Snapchat story. Yo, we really did. Just because. We all did, too. Like everyone, like he made... He, you could argue that DJ Khaled made the snap story and like the IG live and IG story what it is today. Yeah. In a weird way. What did he, what, what did he do? That was no, oh, it was, he a, was on it all, of all the, the fucking day. Yeah. If you watched his, his Snapchat story at the end yeah. of the day, you were clicking 100 times guaranteed you would see every fucking thing about his day and it, it, you could even tell that it start when he woke up him, and like was yelling for breakfast yeah the people around him were just getting annoyed of him recording all fucking day like that i'll never forget that clip with his wife where she's like shut the fuck up like, he's like oh <laughs> he's like why are you why are you mad like what the fuck was wrong you know, i was like yo stop recording bro <laughs> she doesn't like it she don't like she's it no more privacy like, what the fuck? Uh, and that album, it's it's so it's so fascinating. The fact that he can keep getting the biggest artists in the world and putting them all on one album and it be so consistently underwhelming. <laughs> Bro, that album was un- was major key. I fucked with major key. Major key was that, good. After that, he hasn't dropped a single good but thing. Even before that, it was pretty hit or miss. Like it wasn't like DJ Khaled was like this like crazy great. Like no, he just DJ. had some. He had some huge ones he that like hit really hits. well for him. Yeah, and like other than that, but DJ Khaled was never. I you know, I don't feel like he was ever the reason those songs went off, bro. The Khaled, reason. Khaled. I'm gonna read you the list of features on this thing. Okay. Lil Wayne and Jeremiah. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. Cardi B. Got a song with her and Migos. Damn. That's on one song. Damn. Why do you do that? No, here's the thing. He just be throwing artists on any song. Any song. You need to try and coordinate it a yeah, little bit. A little Her bit. and Migos, I mean, it was all right, but they don't go together. No. By any means. You got Post Malone, Megan the Stallion, and Lil Baby all in one song. What the fuck? Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. Oh, Bryson God. Tiller, Lil Baby, and Roddy Rich. He's got one just with Drake. A Boogie with the Hoodie, Big Sean. <laughs> what? Nas and Jay Z. And James Fauntleroy. Justin Timberlake. Bryson Tiller, her, and Meek Mill. Me- Meek Mill? <laughs> what the fuck? 
bro. It's <laughs> Bryson Tiller, her, and Meek, Meek Mill. Mill. It's just <laughs> what the fuck? He what? can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Some Jesse Pinkman shit. Jesse Pinkman shit. Yeah. I don't know. DJ Khaled is he'll be done in about ten years, I think. He'll retire. He can retire right now and he'll be fine. He's dropped enough albums. He's dropping like every fucking year. Like he's on like a year an album to, and he's getting f- crazy ass artists for every single one of those projects and that's only ratcheted up in the last five years I think. Well, what's and releasing worse music? You know why? Why? Because of his fucking Snapchat stories that made him an A list celebrity. Like Damn. because everyone with the Snapchat yeah. watched DJ Khaled's Snapchat that's story. Fucking, I was watching DJ Khaled's Snapchat story for a long. I was. Like to admit. I don't even. Me too. <laughs> like, in, like three months, I would watch yeah, this dude's Snapchat story every day. Goddamn. Why? I could not tell you. Yeah. What about this man was entertaining? I don't know. Maybe his enthusiasm. It was enthusiasm. Oh, oh, the overwhelming the flowers. You remember oh, the when fucking he was- flowers? <laughs> he would water those shits every day. He's like, I'm in, I'm in life. I'm in the fucking, the fucking principality I'm with, I'm of the universe. Nature. I'm one with nature. I'm God. I am God, as the Earth is God. And then it would be like, I'm working out. I, I did too. I'm, I'm working out. Never listen to they. <laughs> They'll tell you don't water your plants. <laughs> That was Why it. would they tell me that, DJ Khaled? Was, uh, they block. I remember I got the I got I have the that lotion. Palmer's cocoa that, butter. The they block. I have that I downstairs, that bro. Yo, wait, wait, did you just keep it? I should. Yeah, I just have that shit. That's such a collector's item. They block. Palmer's, I saw. I got it at Ross. Dress for less. Yeah, yeah. Palmer's cocoa butter did a collab with DJ Khaled. They block. They block. Major key. Major key. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much sense that sentence just made that little succession. Because <laughs> that's how he talks. That's how he fucking talks. I'm like, bro. What they block <laughs> major key. Don't listen to they. Eat your fruits and veggies. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Do you remember that video? Yeah. Where he just kept going and it was like, what are we... What do we do? Take the door off its hinges. (laughs) What? It was fucking huge. It was fucking huge. DJ Khaled is so smart, though. And then Chance the Rapper made a reference to that that very video in the song No Problem. Oh, fuck. DJ Khaled's not even on that song, but he made an appearance in the music video for the one line where Chance goes like, Oh, they come and put the hinges in their hand. And that's all. Put the hinges in their hand. Noticeably absent from DJ Khaled's last album, Chance of the Rapper. <laughs> that is true. Uh, he had I'm the One with with Chance Once Upon a Time. Yeah, that was huge. And for a moment, I, it's it's still, it is still, holy shit, DJ Khaled's top song. Damn. Justin Bieber, Bieber, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Quavo, and Chance the Rapper, and Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yep. And that then the next, the oh, next year he dropped like a sequel song. I remember everybody was like, so Quavo was on, was on, I'm the one, but nobody else was Quavo going solo. And Migos were like, fuck everybody. <laughs> I kind of like the Migos attitude. They just kind of don't give a fuck. No, they don't. Uh, 
I was listening to Culture Three yesterday. Have you listened to that yet? I haven't actually. I listened. I I, I played Claire your joke, and she thought it was um, rightly reprehensible. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. I don't know about. It, it's funny. Is, is it on Patreon yet? No, I, I I'm not. I don't even think I'm going to put that episode okay, out. Fair. No, not because of the joke. It's just not that entertaining. Okay. I, I try. I, I like cut cut a few tracks. So the idea was that I was on the road delivering pizzas and stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a track-by-track review of Culture 3 in my car at, because I was bored as fuck. I figured, why not? And I did it, and it was fun. I had a good time, but then I came back, and I cut it all together, and I was like, ah, oh, this is just kind of boring. Yeah. I don't need to put this out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go me for having self-awareness, though. Agree. Agree. <laughs> I mean, but also, it's Penny Blue. Do what the fuck you want. Do what the fuck you want. And guess what? I didn't want to put it out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you fucking go. Joke was rightly reprehensible. <laughs> I was making fun of Offset's homophobia. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Anyways, YG and Mozzie. A good album. It's good called album. A Community Service. Uh, and like we said earlier, YG is just too damn consistent. Yeah. He doesn't miss. He's he, at least going to do he, not bad. He knows what he's doing, too. He makes fucking West Coast hip hop. Yeah. Like this is shit you will he's bump a, casually a, for the rest of your he's life. He's on an album with Mozzie. Like hardly anybody really listens to Mozzie. I fuck with Mozzie. Mozzie's nice. I know that in the in like Oakland area, Mozzie's fucking huge. huge. Like massive. And it's like he he's he's in tune with what's going on there. I haven't given this a listen, but I know I'm They got a song called Bompton to Oak Park that just There you go. Bops. There that shit is so go. hard. And then Vibe with You featuring Ty Dolla Sign, which is great. Yep. Uh, YG likes to collab with Tyga on songs that are like clearly supposed to be for clubs. This one's called Tooted Up. <laughs> I mean, he's doing what makes the what makes the bread come in. I I understand, you know, YG needs a club banger. That's partially what he's known for. He, it, it, pretty consistently. Pretty consistently, yeah. And I mean, if you want to throw Tiger on it, all power to you. Those white people love Tiger, man. That's what I tell you. That was the first thing I learned in college. They would always be like, play some Tiger. And I was like, are you serious? Where's Rack <laughs> City? <laughs> bro, every party. Where's Rack City? Play Rack City. I'm like, bro. I'm faded. Faded. Y'all faded. actually still fuck with that? I'm like, faded. 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 <laughs> I gave up on that like a month after it came out. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I liked it. I liked I it for a summer when I was 13. Seventh grade. Okay, when I was 11. We were in 7th grade, I remember. Maybe it was the 8th grade. 7th or 8th grade. I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah, out. certainly. Me too. And it wasn't Ra- yeah, Rack City. Rack City, bitch. Rack, Rack, Rack City, City, bitch. I was also Fated. singing Faded because Fated. that album was huge Fated. because of Rack City. Because of Rack City. Rack City was kind of hard. It was hard at the time. <laughs> yeah, at the time. Now I look back and I'm like... It, it was just catchy though for a middle school. It was like Rack City Beach. Rack, Rack City. I would hear bitch. that now, and, I'd and be we like, loved okay. singing a song with "bitch" in the time yeah. in, the, in the chorus. <laughs> and it's all about titties. Of course, our middle school asses are going to yeah, be like, "This song rocks. This song goes hard. It's so repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> this song goes so hard. He just keeps saying Rack City, bitch." <laughs> Ten, 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 twenties on your titties, bitch. Fucking tiger. He also had one of the most reprehensible songs I've ever heard in my life in terms of just subject matter. Uh, Make It Nasty. Oh, my God. Make It Nasty. Make It Nasty. (laughs) Drop drop it on a bitch. Make It Nasty. I don't even want to talk about that one. (laughs) That one's... That one. 
terrible song. Terrible song. Terrible song. Absolutely <laughs> awful. I get, I, I was that, it was there where I was like, Tyga's never gonna be it again. I, never. <laughs> <laughs> if he keeps doing this, if this is your formula, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's move on though to Nas. He got his first Nas. Grammy win. Yes. For, uh, which is absolutely insane. And can you not, like, why can they not be like, hey, <laughs> okay, I see why they can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, cause like, you know, the, the, the buildup of an album after it's released, I think is still important. So like, it could just be like, Hey, we fucked up. I need your Grammy back. Jesus. It's going to fucking <laughs> another album that deserved it. <laughs> or Macklemore. Hey, I would start with Macklemore. Start with Macklemore. Be like, Hey, yeah, that can't oh my fly. God, fucking the Macklemore thing. That, and whatever, whatever one album of the year in 94 didn't deserve it. No. Because Elmatic was released that year. Elmatic And that's what should have won. That's what should have won. But he was just an 18-year-old kid from New York. I'm actually going to look up what 1994's Rap Album of the Year nominees were. Okay, so interestingly enough, what I'm finding is that there was no Rap Album of the Year in 1994 for that category had not been created. (laughs) Is, how is, about that? Is, is, the lack of respect on rap's name. Yeah. That the best rap album widely considered of all time was didn't have a chance. It didn't have a chance. But like also why why wouldn't the Grammys do that, right? Like it's the Grammys. Fuck 'em. That was Fuck. I've never been prouder of Drake than the time that he told off the Grammys at the Grammys. Yeah, this and they is, cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. The first rap album of the year. 1996, awarded to Naughty by Nature for Poverty's Paradise. The other nominees, Tupac, Me Against the World, Bone Thugs and Harmony, E-1999 Eternal, Old Dirty Bastard, Return to the 36 Chambers. God fucking damn it. And Naughty by Nature's Poverty's Paradise won. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say I've never, I've, I've only heard of Naughty by Nature on very offhanded mentions from my mother. Yeah. It seems like Enter the 36 Chambers. Return to the 36. Or, or Return to the 36 yeah. Chambers. Because it was ODB's oh. solo one with like a. Yeah. Oh, what was um. the. What's the classic that everyone comes it, back? Shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, yeah. yam, shimmy, yay. Bust the rhymes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Buster Rhymes on that? Yes, I yeah. believe so. God, 97 was the Fugees, the score. Which one of the best albums oh, of all time. God. That also won over Tupac. I, I, and I, A Tribe Called Quest. Wait, which Tupac album? Which all Eyes on Me in 97. Which, which A Tribe Called Quest album? Beats, Rhymes, and Life. It's not even one of their best albums. I could see it. The, the Fugees were Huge. Oh, they were good. No, don't get me wrong. Like, the score is one of the best albums of all time. This, I think it rightfully won that one. And I think it like there is like some drama. I remember reading some some stuff about like kind of the drama about that, like how like they were huge and there's a lot of expectations around it, and all just kind of fell apart really quickly. It is funny though that as soon as a uh, a white rapper could win, a white rapper did win. When's that? Marshall Eminem? Mathers or Slim Shady LP Eminem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes perfect fucking sense. And then Eminem won again in 2001, and then again in 2003. <laughs> Eminem, three Grammys. Yep. <laughs> Outcast won 2002 and 2004, though. Okay. For Stank Anya and Speaker Box, The Love Below. 
Kanye won in 05 and 06 and 08. Eminem won again in 2010 and 11. Here's what? Wait, wait, For relapse wait, wait. and recovery. Two, 2010, he, he won, won over... Oh best God. rap album for recovery in... 2011, that was over Drake's Thank Me Later, Jay-Z's The Blueprint 3, The Roots, How I Got Over, and B.O.B.'s B.O.B. Presents The Adventures of Bobby Ray. What? 2010, he won over Common, Universal Mind Control, Flow Riders, Flow Riders Roots, which was a... Uh, uh, you spin me right around, Damn. baby, right around. They consider that rap? Yeah, because he's a black guy. Because he's a black guy from Florida. Yeah, most deaf was also on this, and so was Q-Tip. So Eminem won over those guys, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ludacris won in 07. I think these nominees are actually, like, the, the entire, all of the nominees are a problem. Unless the album gets huge enough to really, like, force them to pick it. They're not yeah. really picking the best rap, like, album. No, they aren't. It, and, see, that's what's, they're picking the most palatable. <laughs> like, yeah. B.O.B.'s The Adventures of Bobby Ray. That's not a hip hop album of the year. No. Are you fucking with me? B.O.B. <laughs> that had nothing but pop music on it. Yeah, exactly. Like B.O.B. like is known for pop rap, which is primarily pop, not rap. Drake won for Take Care and Macklemore the the Oh, Eminem Take won again. Care. Eminem won again in 2015. Yo, whoa, whoa, for what? The Marshall Mathers LP2. Uh, the best release he's had in the yeah. last 10 years for yeah. sure. Yeah. But nonetheless, I thought that was the year that fucking revival came out. One, two, three. Like, I swear to fucking God. Four, five, six. Six rap albums of the year for Eminem. Six. <laughs> six. six. Kendrick won for To Pimp a Butterfly. This is a pretty dope list. J. Cole's 2014, Forest Hills Drive, Dr. Dre's Compton, Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late, and Nicki Minaj, The Pink Print. That's a good year. That's a good year. What, who won in 2017? So Eminem won in 2015, right? Marshall yeah. Mathers, LP2. Uh-huh. Won over Schoolboy Q's Oxymoron. Wiz Khalifa's Black Hollywood. Childish Gambino's Because the Internet. Common's Nobody's Smiling. And Iggy Azalea's The New Classic. Ah! <laughs> this, that's the J. Cole bar. <laughs> it is. Watch Iggy win a Grammy as I try to crack a smile. She didn't win. She didn't win. Thank the fucking Lord that Iggy she didn't Azale- win. A, if she, she was win. like in the history books as like a Grammy rap That's album. a stain forever. Forever. Iggy Azalea. She should never have even been nominated. I hate the fucking Grammys. That's so... Who She's won, not won, a good rapper. Who won 2017? Chance for Coloring Book. Okay, what are the other nominees? Uh, De La Soul, DJ Khaled's Major Key, Drake's Views, Schoolboy Q's Blank Face LP, and Kanye West's The Life oh, of Pablo. Who's 2018? Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Okay, I was wondering if he if he won for Damn. That, that was a good nominee list too. I remember this one being like, this could go. Three what was ways. wasn't J Cole on that one? No, Tyler was for Flower Boy. Wait, Flower Boy got nominated, but fucking K.O.D. didn't? K.O.D. did not. Jay-Z's 444 did. Migos's Culture did. And Rhapsody's Layla's Wisdom. Did J. Cole win in 2015? J. Cole never won a rap album of the year. Damn. He's never even... He got nominated for, for 2014 Force Hills Drive, but lost it to Pimp a Butterfly. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's always been on the... He's always dropped the same year as Kendrick, like... And lost dramatically when it comes to, like, mass appeal. 
Yeah, and then Cardi B won in 2019 for oh Invasion of Privacy God, over Mac Miller. Dude, and I, all four of these albums, for me, and no hate to Cardi B. It's just not as good an not album. Not as good an album. Because I, I like me some Cardi B. She bops. Not but as developed. Not, not as... This, Mac Miller's Swimming, for me, deserves to win this. Nipsey, Hup, Nipsey Hustle's Victory, Victory Lap, Lap deserves to win fire. this. Pusha T's Daytona deserves that to win this. fucking fire. Like and honestly, if we're being straight up, Pusha T's Daytona probably, probably deserved won, the yeah. the actual the actual award. But uh, I mean, and then Travis Scott's Astro World. That's just a that's you're just not telling me Cardi B did better. Like Cardi B's fucking Barty Yellow Bellow, whatever the fuck the name of it was it Yellow Barty, Bodak Yellow Bodak Yellow. Yeah, you're not telling me that's better than anything on Pusha T's album or Mac Miller's or Mac Miller's. Or Nipsey Hussles. <laughs> I'll give you Travis Scott's Astro. I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you Astro World. But even that album was way huger. Yeah. Like all of those albums. I don't know who the fuck is picking. These 2020 albums. though, Tyler won for Igor, and yeah. he made the speech about how you know I'm a black guy, so they gave me rap album of the year because that wasn't. Rap. It was not a rap album. It was not. He rapped for less. I think he rapped for less than fifty percent of it. Yeah, I think it was which like by definition. 20, I which think by definition means it's not a rap album. Yeah, I think it was like twenty to thirty percent, if I remember correct. He did win over Revenge of the Dreamers three, uh, Meek Mill's Championships, Twenty One Savages, I Am, I Was, and Corday's The Lost Boy. All fire rap albums. All fire rap albums. And Igor, unarguably the best album oh yeah of those but just not a rap as album. soon as i listened to it like and even the part of the whole promotion for that album was him being like hey don't don't expect some don't expect rap like yeah this is gonna be some shit like that you probably haven't heard before and it was and it was great oh my god the, i still rap. don't think there's an album that like i reflect on as lovingly as i do igor igor was really like nice. it's it's a beautiful it's album. crazy that i think like if i had to like make a top 10 favorite albums of all time two of them are guaranteed tyler yeah Oh yeah, guaranteed. But and then twenty twenty one, Nas, King's Disease won over Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist's Alfredo, Royce to Five Nines, The Allegory, J Electronica's A Written Testimony, which I believe deserved it. Yeah, and then D Smoke's Black Habits. Wait, who won? Nas, King Disease. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which honestly, I'm not mad about it, but also not the best album on there probably. No, I cer- also certainly not. not but he did deserve. He did deserve. A he Grammy. deserved a Grammy. Yeah, and it just took him. Damn near 30 years. 30 years over the 27 years after Elmatic drop. He won his first Grammy. That's insane. That's absurd. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's a rough. It's. He deserved one. It's the bottom line. Yeah. Have you have you seen 2021's double XL freshman list? I have. I am largely unfamiliar with everybody on this list. However, I have heard of two of these people. Okay. I have not listened to any of their music. Who, who were the two again? 42 Doug and Pooh Shiesty. Yeah, I've listened to a couple Pooh Shiesty songs. I like Pooh Shiesty. He's good. But I, I, I can't help but think that he's just going to kind of go down a similar route as a lot of... A he's, lot of double XL freshmen. Yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting a. He's fighting like an assault charge or something, or like a shooting. Like there was like a shooting that occurred. Uh, I, like there's like video of it. I'm pretty sure it's him. Like I don't know. Like he's uh, he's like literally in prison already. Like, <laughs> and here's the thing too is that 
I think the last like great double XL freshman class was 2016. Yeah. 2017 wasn't bad with Denzel and 2020 wasn't bad actually. That has... No, yeah, but I also think that we're at a point now where that that double XL freshman thing means a lot less than it did. It once. does. Number 2020 was Polo G Chica, who I'm unfamiliar with, NLE Choppa, Jack Harlow, Lil Key, Lil TJ, Fabio Foreign, Cowboy, Rob Wave, Baby Keem, 24 Golden, and Lotto. You've seen that J. Cole and Boz have a one in the vault with T- Lil TJ? No. Yeah. Okay. Lil TJ's hard. I fuck with Lil TJ. Oh, yeah. He's, he's nice. And like, Boz posted a snippet when he was just mm-hmm. off his ass drunk. <laughs> And like he, he like tweeted the next day, like quoting it, being like, "Damn, someone take away my phone the next time I'm this fucked up yeah, <laughs> because yeah. he leaked music." <laughs> yeah, right. He leaked, and dude, this shit went really. Yeah, like you, you heard Boz, you heard J Cole, and you heard Lil TJ, and it was like uh-huh. a forty second clip. Damn, is this still hot? I, I'm assuming it is. Damn. I'm, I'm gonna go check out Boz's uh, Twitter real quick. No, but I fuck with Polo G. I fuck with Nelly Chopper. I fuck with Jack Harlow less. Um, Lil Key, I haven't listened to much, but I know he's big. Fabio Foreign, I definitely fuck with Cowboy. I haven't listened to as much either. Rod Wave, I definitely fuck with Baby Keem. I definitely fuck with 24 Golden. I don't really listen to, but I've heard that he's been doing some shit too. Or her or they. You didn't hear Boz, but you heard Lil TJ and you heard yeah. J. Cole. That's going to be... That's, J. Cole, he, he fucks the features up. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And, bro, if we get Boz this summer, too, I love me some Boz. I fuck with Boz, too. He, hasn't, he hasn't dropped since fucking... Uh, Milky Way or Milky something like Way, that? yeah. Milky Way was fire, too. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, this double XL freshman class, it is interesting. Uh, I will be checking out more of Pooh Shiesty and 42 Doug for sure. Yeah. Just because they are the ones I've heard of. Mm-hmm. It, and I get that, like, you really want to start getting creative with these rap names because there's just so many of them. There is. But, like, damn. It's a lot of really bad rap names. Philly back off. Sorry, dogs getting all up on Tavares. <laughs> I know what she wants. She What's seeks that? a treat. Uh, she's like, I went outside... Yeah, I came back in. I deserve it. <laughs> Damn dogs. I also said treat now. Fuck. Now I have Shit. to give it to them. Yeah, no, you do. Okay, I'll be right back. You keep talking though. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we also have to put some respect on the passing of a legend, DMX, who unfortunately passed away this year and dropped an album, Exodus. Um, I myself did not listen to it, but from what I heard about the circumstances of his death, you know, natural causes, which is still very unfortunate. And like he was what forty six, I want to say, when he passed away. Um, He's a young dude, young, like super young, and he was like, like one one of the people who the rap community in general, I think, just kind of loved, loved, like just considered to be. Like the greatest. The greatest. One, one of the greatest. And, yeah. yeah, one of the greatest had his own original style that he was like, you know, Bro. that he pioneered. <laughs> Bro, and when he when he came out, like debut album, mm-hmm. number one. Second album, number one. Yep. Third album, 
number one. one. DMX was huge. DMX was massive. Everybody's parents knows DMX. Dude, like, my mom's favorite rapper. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. I was going to say that. I was like, I, I think I know a white woman whose favorite rapper is DMX. It's your mom. It's my mother. It's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers going to know what it's going to be. <laughs> Fucking with a brother like me. <laughs> D to the M to the X. <laughs> You're, at that point, your dad was like, I fuck with you. <laughs> with you. Yeah, but DMX was just so fucking good. Uh and I I also haven't the, listened to the dogs barked because they were intimidated. They were they, well, it's funny. They got intimidated by the DMX voice. It speaks to the dogs. Does it? It speaks to the dogs. No, but I mean that was his whole thing. Wow. That he was he was with he, mom, mom. Yeah, that's true. That's he was true. with the dogs. He was with the dogs. He was always with the dogs. Damn, they barking, barking, they barking out there, out. They got, they got hype. They were like, oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, R.I.P. We got to go let the pit bull next door know <laughs> who let the dogs out. <laughs> where the, where the, where the, where the, <laughs> nah, DMX was hard. DMX was uh, I also hard. haven't listened to Exodus. Uh, I always get real weird vibes when, and according to reports. DMX had this album created mm-hmm. before he died. Okay, like this, this. It's still it's still weird approaching posthumous albums for me a lot of the time because I get concerned with what the intention is, right. you know, right? Like who who's who's getting the profits from this right. from this Usually music? It's the estate, is hopefully the estate, hopefully the estate. But you know, if a label is trying to capitalize on right. an artist's death, I always which think could very well shitty. happen with DMX. Oh, certainly. Uh, and it, it, we've, we've seen it happen on multiple occasions. I mean, X has dropped like what, two or almost three posthumous albums? Yeah. They say like his mom or something is like Pop Smoke is like in the works with another, like they have another Pop Smoke one in the works. And it's like, yeah, I saw that Pop Smoke's supposed to drop in like July or something. It's like, just leave it with where it was. That was was a good, that was was a good good. exiting point. He was in the process of releasing that album when he passed away. Exactly. So it made sense to continue, like to finish it up. But like anything beyond that, I mean, was probably just like something he talked about not really ever like realized yeah he didn't have time yeah it's and and that's the reason i think like i mean we got circles posthumously from mac miller we did but But you knew he was was working yeah that was a companion piece to swimming like that was always envisioned that way and after that, I really hope we don't get another Mac Miller album. Yeah, we don't. I mean, yeah, we don't really. I love it. Mac Miller and I love his music to death. Maybe, maybe some posthumous verses. Yeah, and I know he has. He probably has enough in the vault for yeah for an album. But you know, Circles one. was such a perfect, perfect way it was. to end that. Yeah. Um, and I think the last person we need to talk about, Currency, he's dropped a couple albums this year, namely Collection Agency. I listened to that, loved it. Like, it's really short, like, ten songs, I want to say. But he, like, Currency just knows how to drop hella albums and do pretty much the same thing on all of them. Like, he's not super, like, he's coming for stoner raps, and he's leaving for them, too. Oh, yeah, that's that's all he is. And that's all he's ever tried. Like, he doesn't give a shit. money, weed, about it, you know, basic shit. But he just has a vibe. He he has a vibe. And he nails it every fucking time. And I love him in conjunction with Wiz. Uh, it's, it's, It's funny because it's like Snoop and Wiz. 
and then it's like mm. right below that it's like wisdom currency you know what I'm yeah, yeah like it's like right. it's like a chain link here it's yeah. like currency to wiz wiz to snoop you know what i'm uh-huh. saying and i guess it, it, it looks like collection agency is technically a compilation i'm not sure why it's categorized oh it's only yeah it's 10 songs 24 minutes really short well but, that's the thing about currency's albums too is they never seem truly yeah. organized by any logic it's exactly. just kind of like he puts a collection he of makes, songs out and he he's probably just down makes hella that. songs when he goes into the studio he's like i like these the most like that then it's not i'm not going for like a crazy concept in their shit here like i'm just making good music that people are gonna fuck with they know what to come for me for and it's lyrics it's bars that's about it but he also dropped covert coop this year with the alchemist i haven't listened to this one but this is another 10 songs 28 minutes really short project. we got a currency with the alchemist with the alchemist oh i need to check that out it's got prodigy fiend smoke dizza Freddie Prodigy? Gibbs. Prodigy. You got a Prodigy feature on Prodigy. There? Prodigy. Like, we're talking Shook Ones Prodigy. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Prodigy. Damn, we're talking Mob Deep Prodigy. That's some shit right there. That is that is some shit. Yeah, and he had a, oh yeah, Welcome to Jet Life Recordings last year. That was another 10 songs, 30 minutes. Like, he, he's got the fucking... He's got the fucking process down, and you can't do anything but respect currency. You can't do anything but respect it. Because I always go listen to old currency projects. I always fall back on it. Yeah, it's like if I don't, like, I don't really even, like, have specific songs that I, like, I mean, I do, there's a couple, but, like, there's not really specific songs that I, like, fuck with. I fuck with going to an album and seeing the first song named Cush Through the Sunroof. That's lovely. Cush through the sunroof. And oh, smile on me though is fire from collection agency. Like he's just like, that's just, this, it's just kind of vibe. Like I'm just, he's like, a vibe. He's too good. <laughs> he's, he's too, too fucking good. Yeah. good. But yeah, 2021, fuck with currency. 2021's been a full year. Uh, plenty of music, uh, plenty to enjoy. Uh, but I don't have much else to say here. Yeah, no, I think we, we, we we're, run, we're running, we're running at a two ones. hour long pod at the moment. Shit. Yeah. I knew it was getting up there. We were getting up there. I figured I might, you know. Steer it. Cut it. <laughs> cut it there. We really did. We did make it through all our material. Though. We did. We didn't have anything else to mention. Uh, 2021 has been a uh, an interesting year musically. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it could only get better, uh, judging by potential Tyler, of Isaiah Rashad, yeah. Isaiah Rashad, Tyler, uh, potentially Kendrick. Maybe. I don't even want to say that, though, because it's just like... I don't, I don't Maybe know. Frank Ocean. Maybe Frank Ocean. <laughs> Frank Ocean apparently is dropping, according to Wikipedia. Which, well, I mean, know. he did He did have that In My Room and DHL, and he had all this, these songs he was releasing that seemed like they were part of a concept he was going to get out there. Yeah, right. There was like the little thing at the bottom of the album covers. People were like, the you see, it's different. The different and tracks matched, in the album. And they matched his pose on they, DHL and In My Room. Like, that was did. clearly... Like, he had singles lined up. Which means he got other songs, which he definitely does. It's just a matter of when are we going to see them. In theory, in theory. But this was the Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by the magnificent Tavares Pennington. Thank you very much, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's always it's always fun to get back together with you so we can talk. It is, yes. I look forward to next week where we, we will be talking the second episode of Season 5 of Rick and Morty. And... If, if, and Tyler's pretty reliable. I'm, I'm sure he will be oh, dropping shit, this yeah. Friday. So we will definitely be talking Tyler, the creator's new album and possibly Isaiah possibly Rashad. Possibly Isaiah Rashad. Hopefully. That'll be, that'll be, that's an episode. But fuck yeah, baby. This was an episode. That'll definitely be an episode. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Go, uh, go to patreon.com slash Coro Bloom where you'll, you'll find an exclusive 10 hours of content there now. 
three bucks is all it'll cost you a month, and uh, you'll you'll have ten extra hours of me and other people talking to each other. It's a lot of fun, and a bunch of art that I made that's not available anywhere else. Super cool. Follow us on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Come back Tuesdays for the Bad Batch Bitches where we discuss. Yes, that's right, the Bad Batch. And come on Fridays for Loki's Losers where we discuss. You guessed it, Loki. It's a lot of fun. Me and Emily doing Harley Quinn. Me and you doing Rick and Morty. We're a busy bunch. We're a busy bunch. We are a busy bunch. It's a lot of fun. Bad Batch.